Hey, welcome everyone. This is 372 pages. We'll never get back. I am Michael J. Nelson. Connor is here too. Good morning, Connor. Good morning, Mike. I've just got my uh, web browser up to a, uh, a news site. I've got a headline for you. Oh, goodness. It's a, right out of the gate. Yeah. Coming in hot with <laughs> fresh news. Is it this is a hot take? It is news. It's not a hot take, but it's a, it's a hot decision some, some guy made. This was sent to us by on Twitter by Layton, who is a computational biologist in plant pathology. And he okay. sent us... So, so yes, yeah, st- steal your expectations. I guess they do that thing. Based yeah. on mm-hmm. that title. Uh, and so the headline that the uh, plant biologist sent us, Crotch Tattoo Ruining UK Dude's Sex Life. <laughs> <laughs> a UK bartender was 16 when he got a tattoo of the vacuum cleaner Henry the Hoover on his genitals. Uh, oh, my. So Lewis Flint is now 21 and regrets that bad decision as it's ruining his sex life. And uh, this is on well, some... Well, that went a completely different direction. I assumed it was the Albanian uh, flag that was going to be <laughs> no. ruining his sex life. So this is the uh, the, the vacuum that uh, makes, uh, makes Alicia smile every time she sees it because it's a smiling uh, wet-dry vac with the, uh, the, the vacuuming implement, the hose, as his nose. So uh, they don't show the whole tattoo. They just sort of show him pulling his pants down to, to, for the eyes to peek over. But you, you must assume... Uh, uh yes. I... <laughs> so this is on some site called us.tomonews.com which uh you know I of uh, course I had to google a subsidiary of facts king. Yes, exactly. But uh you google uh, the guy's name and tattoo and it pops up on, you know, Guardian and uh, uh other news sites that would not just it, it's not fake, it's real. <laughs> so um it pops up connor says without it <laughs> so yeah it's ruining his sex life but i uh you know you you have to assume that alicia would be uh you know it's her her two favorite things are uh this vacuum cleaner and uh and uh the uh the dong which she can now touch freely so which uh yeah i mean in order to bring her down from the constant high she'd be on you'd have to show her that garbage can <laughs> right oh, look let's balance this out yeah. you're 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 getting manic. It's like a, it's like a Ouroboros. It's a snake eating its tail. She just gets so <laughs> alert uh, by the uh, Henry Hoover that he fills up the trash can. She gets upset. He shows it to her again, and the, the circle continues. Well, uh, this is not primarily a, uh, a podcast tattoo. where we talk about genital tattoos. <laughs> not primarily. <laughs> guys Although. who got them when they were underage. <laughs> no, this is the uh, a podcast on books that uh, Connor and I, who work over at rifttracks.com, together and have for many years are uh, going through some books that we probably won't like and uh, this latest is the mister el james and we are we have finished We're it done and I think you hear in our voice, you hear the elation. <laughs> um, I think as we were doing uh, Pappy's book, you could hear the you could hear the struggle. <sighs> Uh, this hasn't been quite as much of a struggle, but we are done. And so, you know, uh, finishing this book is like running a marathon and, you know, it feels good. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, by, by the end, I, I was looking forward to what was going to happen plot wise. And uh, in many ways, it disappointed you. But if you were reading it for our purposes, I do not think it disappointed. It was very. That's my exact thought. As <laughs> I, I thought of that old line, uh, you can count on me. I'll always let you down. That's what. Uh, she did hear yes. like it did not disappoint in that it was very disappointing <laughs> uh but our speculation about characters and things left unresolved 
100% accurate. Oh. And we'll dive into that <laughs> in a moment. But, uh, Connor, do, what departments do we have today? We're going to we uh, yeah, dive in. We do not have any fanfic since the book is over, but we do have uh, reader emails. A lot of people shared their reactions. We've got dumb sentences of the week, and we have uh, a couple quizzes, I believe. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going to dive right in with mine. I uh, went back to Amazon to see right. how well. A person who loves this book, I could have gone the other way, I guess, but so many people disliked this book that, you know, yeah, it's it's hard to, to make that. The standouts are the people who gave it five stars. Yeah, they're the ones who so, you wonder what, you know, what their other tastes are. Yes. So five-star review from someone named Cool J. Ooh. Cool J. Violent J stars. from the uh, Insane Clown Posse's uh, cool brother. Well, no indication of whether... Uh, the ladies love this person. I believe <laughs> um, it is a woman I, I gathered from her references here. Um, and here's just a, a synopsis of a review. I enjoyed the, the three Fifty Shades novels and must admit I was expecting more of the same from the mister. And here I pause and go, hmm, why is this five stars? <laughs> because, however, in Maxim and Alicia, James has surprised the reader with fresh, less confident characters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she enjoyed... The kind of mewling, uh, uh, you know, back and forth. Uh, Do they love me? Timidity. Oh, my yes. God. This was a plus for Cool J. <laughs> uh, my flight was delayed. I had a great time with this frustrating <laughs> ordeal. Uh, she finishes up with, I found myself identifying with Alicia's fears and rooting for her. <laughs> I'm worried about this person if she's identifying with Alicia, but that's what she says. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that means she identifies with the fear of, you know, being abused by her father or fiance or being locked in a trunk. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> so uh, we'll just run through uh, some here and you'll quickly get the, the tone of what she's up to. Okay. Cool J, uh, two inch natural brown craft stickers, 500 labels per roll. Oh, I bet she does a lot of crafting. She loves them. Five stars. All right. Useful for canning lids. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Fujifilm Instamax Mini 9 Instant Camera Lime Green. Uh, loves it. I love being able to see my pictures as soon as I take them. So much fun. Five stars. Excellent product. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, a June Taylor 1.5 ounce fray block, which is a knitting product. Uh, loves it. Made a uh, scarf for my granddaughter. Five stars. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> uh universal car seat covers for dogs cargo liner seat protector for cars trucks and suvs oh okay so she's a dog mama uh i'm guessing this one didn't go as well five star ah. pet liner what is excellent pet liner yes okay uh, uh final one uh plantar fasciitis compression sleeves <laughs> i mean I, that's not funny orthotics for foot <laughs> sure. i'm getting a picture of this person uh yes. i think they did the job and she can now uh you know she's she's still collecting her disability checks but is ready to go back to work five stars all right Socks really help all right yeah. and uh and it continues on that way i cannot find something she doesn't like <laughs> she she likes beet seeds <laughs> She there are books that she's not excited about, but she has another pair of plantar fasciitis socks. She loves the series Sneaky Pete, which is on Amazon. Oh, sure. 
She loves uh, tiny price portable folding tripod stools. Five stars. Okay. Um, and she loves everything to do with canning. Uh, 12-inch Wonder Woman figure. Five stars. <laughs> All right. Yep. So yep. anyway. That's, that's, Gene Teasdale from The Onion, uh, I think, is the uh, <laughs> yes. is what we're looking at here. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, if you love everything, it, uh, it sort of diminishes it. It's like uh, when the guy called Elaine breathtaking on Seinfeld, and then she heard him call like a, right. a baby and like a, a, a fire hydrant breathtaking so right there's uh the uh, the brit well i think it's more irish a uh, brilliant brilliant yeah. so you know everything is brilliant <laughs> these these cooked carrots are brilliant <laughs> so yeah same thing well thank you cool jay for that yes and, uh, well done Connor. awesome uh well i think we uh we left off with him saying uh in the middle of a chapter uh, maxim was was hoping to find his girl, she's been, uh, she, he's waiting in the airport, uh, snapping pictures in the lounge, and she has been uh, abducted by, um, brother, I don't even remember his name. Anatoly. Anatoly. Uh, to, to bring her back a long, very long drive back to Albania. And so um, we sort of, we, 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 we pick up with them in the car, um, and he's, he's sort of grilling her about, uh, about why she has left. And she, she's, we, we, we picked, last time we said she was sort of like this sassy, quipping B. Arthur sitcom character, and she sort of keeps it up. Um, he's, he's, she's explaining to her why she left. She said, you are a man from another century, from another time. You and all the men like you. In other countries, your Neanderthal attitude to women would be unacceptable. And then Anatoly shakes his head. You have been in the West too long, Carissima. And I just, I, I that made me think about the timeline here. It's been a month, month and a half tops. Uh, that she's been gone. That she ran away. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, I, th I th assumed it was that much. I mean, she'd barely settled into Magda's place, right? Right. And then you know, she's been with Maxim for all of four days um, since they went to the hideout. So I, it just struck me as like the uh, the 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 student who went uh, studied abroad in in for a semester in college and then came back like with the Australian accent from. From you know the the, the three <laughs> right. months they spent in Sydney, like that's that's sort of what Anatoly rightly he's he's rightfully skeptical. You know, you, you've been gone a month and a half. You you can't change your whole worldview in that amount of time. What I was expecting at that little calling him a Neanderthal and a dinosaur, if she had uh, uh, ermed him and said uh, Neanderthals <laughs> and dinosaurs lived hundreds of millions of years <laughs> apart. I learned that in the four days of right been to England. <laughs> the gin will get you if you don't. Uh, Get your facts right, right. On that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she he's sort of like uh, in response to that he's he he accuses her of you know forgetting who she is, and she flushes and then she thinks to herself, so this is yet another seesawing between her defiance, but then her somehow uh shame at all this. He says, of course, her attitude uh m dash her defiance italics, her willfulness m dash brings great shame to her family. And so I, I, her, her her willfulness was really was getting put on blast there. Um, I, I wasn't really sure what uh, what what her willfulness had to do with anything, but she she's still she's still very shameful about her family. I guess she she willed she her her will was that she she escaped the abuse and and jump in the van. But uh, yeah, her father's very disappointed with her for doing that. <laughs> I guess. And so yeah, she's we've had uh, she's been you know she loves her mother. We've we've heard about before. She's excited to see her, but her. Her father has been, you know, just made out to be a, a, a giant dick who who abuses her and uh, emotionally and physically, and so she's 
the idea that she's bringing shame upon him doesn't really seem like it should be a priority, but we get a lot of him later. So, <laughs> Right, right. Oh, well, that's quite a turn on him. But yeah, they, they're, you know, the last we heard of him, uh, you know, the mother and daughter were on the floor weeping because they were both, you know, subject to this horrible violence. Yes. So <laughs> this is not something she should be too concerned yeah. about. Um, I love how uh, the uh, the Schengen Agreement becomes a plot point. Yes. <laughs> you... You have to get in the trunk because of the Schengen Agreement. <laughs> so this is obviously, um, you know, this is her trip to uh, Albania. Oh, yeah. Someone's, you know, they stopped at a border thing and someone said, and she was furiously scribbling notes, Schengen Agreement, you say? Yes. <laughs> this is really going to make my readers perk up. I, I, my, my impression of it was that, uh, you know, she was sitting in the, in the first class lounge on the way home and she was calling her accountant. Uh, you know, she's like tan and like, you know, just has been whining and dining the whole time. You're like, so what did you learn? And she's like, learn. He's like, yeah, well, you can't write off this trip unless you actually incorporate some of these facts into your thing. And so she very quickly uh, on the phone, like found yeah. Schengen agreement for the thing. I was like, oh, well, sure that that'll be in the book. <laughs> uh, that'll be one of the only plot points in the book. In fact, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, on that same note is he, he told her, uh, uh, if you don't do as you're told, there are consequences. I expect you to be a traditional gag wife. G yes. G H E G. That's all you need to know. And so that is the the only instance of gag. And whatever it is, it just doesn't sound very good. <laughs> it is. I looked that one up because uh, a traditional gag wife is that a word? It, it turns out it's one of the two. I guess I don't know if they're fully ethnic groups, so don't quote me on that. But different languages okay. that. That are in Albania, and there's some, uh, you know, there's some disagreement over who's going to be the dominant language and ethnic group okay. in Albania. So that's the, but that's the only thing we get out of that. And there, there was probably violence involved at some point. I'm assuming, but sure. uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, they uh, battle erupted over whether they add uh, a half teaspoon of spice to their bland gruel or a or a whole teaspoon, and so that was right. The, <laughs> right. I, I I know that uh, this is one thing that Anatoly says right after, you know, he has to force her into the trunk because of that damn Schengen and his agreement. Um, he says to her, and this is what, something I said to uh, my wife after we were married oh. and we were coming back from the wedding. Sure. I said, uh, when we stopped in Dunkirk, I thought you were unconscious from carbon monoxide poisoning or something. And then I frowned at her. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing his wife back. He thought she was unconscious from carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> I I believe the stages pretty quickly go to death after the right. unconsciousness. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, unless she had passed out from it, you know, 30 seconds before he opened the trunk. <laughs> yeah. But then, then his thought of that is, well, back in. Yeah, yep. And I did like that it said uh, when he tells her to get back in because of the uh, the agreement, she blanches. She hates being in the trunk. She loathes the dark. And so we're well aware that she loathes the dark. But since many of us uh, are are enjoy traveling in, in locked trunks of cars, it, it was important that she we the reader get told that she hates being in the trunk. Otherwise, you've got to just you, you cast your own uh, projections that you would love being in the trunk of a uh, of an abductor's car. Yes, um, we've all, you know, sneaking into uh, uh, outdoor movie theaters mm. in the trunk. We we all enjoy that period of time, right? As you sure, yeah, that's the best. The knowledge that a mild rear ending would kill you, or that your your idiot buddies might forget you back there. It's just it's a fun time. 
Yeah, the lug wrenches rolling around and hitting you in the eye. It's, <laughs> it's a delight. Plus, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't go back to the, uh, how are you enjoying that heat back there that the uh, <laughs> right. all trunks have? Right. <laughs> Uh, this was a uh, this was a, just a fun moment. Um, just we, we don't get a lot of, of local color, and when we do, it's it's glaringly obviously wedged in. But this was a fun uh, a fun moment that I'm glad we all got to experience together. Somewhere in Austria, Anatoly stops at the services again, but this time only for gas. He insists Alicia accompany him into the store. Reluctantly, she trails after him, oblivious to her surroundings. Back on the Autobahn, he announces uh, just a really good moment there of her trailing him into the store. Like, I thought maybe we'd get, uh, you know, her blinking to some guy that she needs help. But it's just like, no, nah, they stopped. Now we're back on the road. Whatever. <laughs> oh, she's so terrible at those kinds of things. There, There's so many coming up. We're setting up something and just, nope, absolutely does not make any difference at all. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. The uh, Tom. Then we cut to Tom and... And this is supposed to be, you know, picking up pace now as they cut between the two. Yes. Because those uh, used to be, I don't know, generally they seem to be longer cuts between the two POVs. But now they're they're picking up steam. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just travel. It's just the most basic stuff. Oh, <laughs> Nothing's man. really. Yeah. It's just this mundane stuff. And so Tom and uh, and Maxim are in the car together. Oh, my God. I like, I like this line from Tom. I've driven in worse conditions, he mutters. I turn off the ignition knowing that he's making an oblique <laughs> reference to his time in Afghanistan. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, Tom, we get it. You're elbowing me so hard right now. He's pulling up his pants leg to reveal his, his scars that he has there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, the car, speaking of mundane, we get the whole... We get, you know, if you've if you've never rented a car before, you must be eating this up. Otherwise, it describes the exact scenario anyone has ever encountered. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Our rent, he says. So he just starts it off. He, he's he's. I guess the the airport was small, but he says our rental car, on the other hand, is a re- revelation. And then he says, my travel agent had warned me there were no prestige cars for hire, so I find myself at the wheel of a car whose make I've never heard of, a Dacia. It's the most basic and analog car I've ever driven, though it does have a USB port in the radio so we can plug in my iPhone and use Google Maps. I'm surprised to find myself liking the car. It's practical. He's Andy Rooney. It's practical and sturdy. Tom christens it Daisy, a creative name, Tom. And after some negotiation at the exit to the car park and a small bribe to the parking attendant, we are off. So a lot to unpack there. He says it's the car is a rev- revelation. Which I, then he just says it has a USB port and is practical and sturdy. Um, I did not understand that at all. If you have a theory, <laughs> please please give it. I I guess he just you know he was expecting a uh, you know a a, a mule drawn cart with you know chickens in the back of it because he does because he's he's Albania racist. Um, and then he his buddy I, I, I've always hated uh, people naming the car. It's always it's always bugged me. It struck strikes me as forced. So the, the the fact that he he comes up with Daisy as that's the name of the car, he just sliced off one letter is is very frustrating. <laughs> and then very very confused about why they needed to bribe the guy to let them leave after they've paid for the rental car. I 
yeah does that routinely happen where the, you just don't leave the rental car place and then what <laughs> you, you, you can't re-rent it the guy's still sitting in it yeah. <laughs> uh yeah maybe he like wouldn't put down those severe tire damage uh spikes if they uh if they if they didn't bribe him but then the key thing the thing we've all been waiting for to pay off ever since someone first got in a car from albania there's no mention of the car's seat belts or lack thereof that's a stunning, stunning omission. The only detail we cared about. He's talking about Google Maps integration and the, you know, the sturdiness of it. But it does not mention he, there are end up being four people in the car, and none of them are like you know nervous about. He he says the driving is t- frankly terrifying, but he doesn't mention that he's wearing a seatbelt or not. It, it's shocking. I, I also want to go back to m- the car is a revelation. <laughs> is it possible that she's Jim Ticing it here and doesn't know what the word revelation means? Oh, no, that's uh... the car. On the other hand, is a surprise. Surprise, maybe? yeah. It's it, a revelation. Is it's like <laughs> this is completely one eighty reversing all thoughts of cars that I've ever had. <laughs> oh my god! Like you, you choirs from the heaven or. You know, uh, Carmina Barana playing or something. <laughs> right, yes, and it's the most basic car he's ever seen. Why is that a revelation? Back to, to back sentences. Yes, revelation and most basic and analog car. I mean, you know, yeah. I guess he grew up wealthy, but like, you know, I, I my 2005 Honda Civic is is probably a bit more basic than this. It doesn't have a, an aux in, and it has roll down windows. Like you literally well, roll them down. It can't be a revelation to him because he's spending money to avoid cars like this. So it's not like he's unaware of them. Right. He's like, I had to fly coach was one of his things. I couldn't get a private plane. So yes. you're aware that it sucks to do things that when you're not rich. Right. So don't pretend that cars like this, oh, my God, what is this thing? Which end do I grab it by? <laughs> Maybe he just, like, assumes that pours drive uh you know seats with cars with seats who like have worn through and springs are like sticking up through them and you know he's he's seen people with you know uh duct taped over their broken windows because they can't afford to get them fixed so maybe that's what he was expecting from the uh, airport rental car <laughs> yeah and I'm, we're even passing over the most basic and analog car i've ever driven yeah what i mean that can only Are mean self-driving car what do you what are you in <laughs> it has to just mean the uh the, the the actual windows that you roll down like what else could that possibly be <laughs> um, oh maxim you really are a dick yeah <laughs> um but so the uh he, he he then mentions yet again that private car ownership was unheard of until the mid-1990s uh so that means that driving is a challenge but i you know i think that uh 28 years is or 18 years it's probably enough no no 28 years it's enough time to to get a hang of it i feel like albanians it's you know it's a learning curve but sure like you know a year or two into that you're probably going to be okay yeah i think they're just fine (laughs) uh but then we get uh uh we get our first indication of the character of tom oh yeah uh he he first of all he can't remember alicia's name (laughs) Um, so because he seems to be preoccupied with something else. Yeah. Tom, does, let's uh, check in and find somewhere to have a drink. Yes. <laughs> Tom is, uh, it sort of is his thing. He's, uh, maybe it's the PTSD from Afghanistan, which he's been to. He'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he, multiple times he insists that they find a spot for a drink. So he's, uh, we had, uh, uh, Maxim doing the full Mr. Welch 
from It's a Wonderful Life last uh, session, and and he he reprises it again, despite the fact that his beloved has been abducted there to stop it in for fancy Negronis. Yeah, I was hoping that the it would be paragraph break, you know, large first letter, and then uh, Albanians are teetotalers. You know, and it's just it's a dry country. Yes. <laughs> Tom immediately gets his analog car and heads back home. Yeah, shivering the whole time from withdrawal. But yeah, he, they they serve a, a bloody bloody good Negroni, and and you know Tom is uh Th- Tom's Tom's impressed. I mean, it's uh not only is the car a revelation, but uh, Tom's loving the hotel. He says, "I think we fell on our feet with this place." Tom says as he takes another slug of his drink. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Goats and waddle and daub shacks. I think. And then Maxim says, "Yes, I had the same idea." So they were both thinking that goats and waddle daub shacks was what they were in for. They, that was the same idea they had. Um, but uh, I don't. I did not look what up that means. But uh, I, I guess I'm an idiot because it's just a. It's a common thing that uh, people think about Albania. Yeah, that's a. Uh, does he realize his own? Aren't they just a little ashamed of that? <laughs> I remember once I, I had an editor in New York who some major news thing had happened. And uh, he and I called him on the phone for something else. And he said, did you do you guys did you hear about that there? And I just went, I don't want to say his name. I'll say his name is Rick. I'm like, Rick, Rick, stop and think what you're saying. They're meaning Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. (laughs) He just went. I'm sorry. That's that's really crappy, isn't it? I'm like, that's that's one of the worst things you've ever said to me. Wow. <laughs> Assuming that I don't have the new. Do you think I'm standing on a hay bale, like actively milking a cow right now? <laughs> You're the idiot. Right. And he agreed. He assented. But that's what they're acting like here. I loved the the. Now I'd like to give her credit for humor here. Mm-hmm. The cut between the thing. It's her. There's a brief chapter of her gulping air adrenaline coursing through her veins chasing away her fear anatoly glaring at her uh, and then slamming the lid shut again on the trunk and cut to i take a sip of my negroni (laughs) it's bloody good (laughs) but i don't think she means that to to uh to smear maxim or to make him look like an uncaring aristocratic a-hole no i think it's just I'm just cutting back to the action here. I don't think she sees any irony, or, any, or if she does, it's done so poorly. Like, who cares? Yeah, no. I mean, it's not him like drumming his fingers on the bar as you know Tom is like you know ordering another one. Like you know he he he's on board. <laughs> like he just he yeah piles right into the uh, bellies up. Yep, they're having a great time. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're you know they they he says tells Tom he's going to marry her, which prompts an actual spit take. Um, uh, which was which was funny, and that but Tom sort of uh, Tom Tom sort of like takes the role of uh, a little more introspective than we've seen so far. He says, "You're in mourning, Maxim." His voice is surprisingly gentle. Have you considered that this sudden infatuation is part of your way of dealing with your brother's death? <laughs> <laughs> to which I, I I hoped he was going to say, "Tom, you always play psychologist," but uh, yes. but it is it was very much a uh, you know putting putting the subtext in the uh, right out there in the open on the author's part. But then we get the mention of a character that I want to hear a hell of a lot more from Henry. Yes, this was this was a, <laughs> another thing where I don't think her comedy was uh, was intentional. She uh, yeah, so he fires back. He just you know goes on the reverse attack against Tom and starts busting on his gal <laughs> Henrietta. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, she's in the trunk, you know, being slammed around. Yeah. But yeah, he goes, you found that person and you take Henrietta for granted. He exhales and stares down at the remains of his drink. You're right, he mumbles. I love Henry. I should do the decent thing. You should. He nods. Okay, let's order another. <laughs> and then he says, Maxim says, make them doubles. <laughs> Yep, I don't I don't think she knows what she's doing anymore. And and that's just a short little chapter. So we've opened up a can of worms. The Tom is someone who can't make a commitment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to come in. Let's see. We have 20 pages left. <laughs> right, I'm sure that's yes. going to be a big plot. Yeah, point. exactly. Yeah, the uh, the post-credit sequence of him proposing to Henry. <laughs> or he, uh, he it turns out that that his Henry is the vacuum cleaner. He's uh he's doing a, a Lars and the real girl type of thing with that vacuum cleaner. It's his wife right. waifu. Um, but yeah. So then we cut back to them, uh, to to Anatoly and uh, and Alicia, who are you know they they've taken a very long journey. It involved multiple nights, but uh, he he goes into a, a new uh, hotel, a luxurious suite. Furnished in creams and browns, there's a couch, a desk, and a small table. And through the sliding doors, Alicia can see one bed. One. No. Which I don't understand because there was two beds in the last hotel they slept in, but he shared the bed with her the entire night. So I don't understand how this is going to be any different um, from from, from that point of view. Um, But uh, she's sort of like, she's still like being like, she's, she's being brave. She's saying, like, there's no excuse for treating another human the way you've treated me and shows him her bruises. And he sort of blanches at that. But uh, the uh, she sort of is thinking to herself, uh, fine, like, I'm sort of going to give into this. Like, this is my life now. If Anatoly wants a traditional Albanian wife, then that's what he will have. She will not eat with him or sleep with him, except when he wants sex, which struck me as, you know, we're in some dicey turf here, but... Fine. I'll only have sex with him when he wants to, uh, as opposed to... Yeah, I wrote that. That'll show him. Exactly. What? I'm going to have sex with you when you're tired and you don't... Like, oh, come on, Alicia. Like, (laughs) Anatoly had a long day. What most gross, horny men like is when the woman sleeps with them when they're not... Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But before that, she... uh, she orders, this was a, a weird thing, He and I don't understand what's happening with Anatoly. So now, before he was like, um, you know, we said like the mono-browed cartoon abusive guy, mm-hmm. and suddenly he, he turns into like Pierce Brosnan. He's like speaking in different languages flawlessly, in what sounds like flawless yes, creation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually butchering Which, it. He's using all the, the pronouns wrong, and like uh, he's not using the... Uh, pluperfect tense right but right uh but uh yeah so we get that he's so now he's become a bon vivant he's a uh, a connoisseur of fine wines and stuff like that and he tells her to get something to eat and she says i'll have the new york steak with an extra salad and fries <laughs> so does does it come with a salad and she's ordering an extra one <laughs> Yeah, she's just I mean, like it's like you're trying to use up a, a fifty dollar gift card at a restaurant, so you're just like at ordering things you don't really want, I guess. Uh, give me another salad that I'm going to throw on the floor, <laughs> and this is going to, you know, suddenly Anatoly's going to be like, "All right, come on now! All I did was hit you. Stop ordering extra salads." Right? Yeah, that's you know, because yeah, sometimes if you if you get a salad, that's like you know ten dollars, but if you get the side salad, 
with the thing, that's like a, a three dollar upcharge or something. So <laughs> the extra salad could be a, a big f you to him if it does cost you know two and a half times what the side salad would have cost. That's true. <laughs> and the New York uh, strip steak, well done, I assume. Uh, that's what exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, uh, but then a very very strange uh, thing, which I don't get. Help me out here. Okay. Anatoly has raised his oh glass God. in a quiet salute to her. His eyes wide, his expression warm. Her scalp tingles. She wasn't expecting this honor. Yeah. Picking up her glass, she offers it in a reluctant toast to him and takes a sip. What in the name of hell is going on? She's feeling honored. All of, like it, She's ping-ponging from trapped in trunk, passing out uh, bruises on necks to feeling honored because he raised a glass? Like she's yeah, she spent the last hundred pages describing him as an abusive monster. Yeah, and she spent the past week uh drinking fine wine with someone who actually cared for her. I, <laughs> I I can't make heads or tails out of this, and I thought, is she this is her I mean, it can't be her suddenly going into a you know, a, a ruse where like she's gonna pretend oh, and then no. knee, knee- Jeez. She's going to knee him in his tattooed package and head out of there? I, I don't know. No. Uh, to the next the next sentence is, mm, she says, closing her eyes, seduced by the taste of the wine. So she's, it's just another sort of just like emotions are not something she's in control of, I suppose. It just is whatever the current stimulus is. It's eliciting a response. Um, well, and- we talked about there, you know, the object permanence. This is another one where she doesn't remember who she is from <laughs> she it's the synesthesia plus uh yeah she is unaware of her own personality yes her, her memory gets wiped clean it's it's uh yeah and then hit- to write her memory on her thigh every 10 minutes yes and me- memory of him too because then after she's seduced by the wine and says mm, this is all happens within all back-to-back sentences when she reopens them anatoly is watching her his eyes darkening and in his gaze she sees a promise of something she doesn't want her appetite vanishes so again whiplash back and forth and I just have no idea what new information about his character or, like, her situation she has just gleaned by looking at his gaze. <laughs> you know, like, is, 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 did she... <laughs> she's been in a trunk. She's been locked in a trunk and, and, and choked and st- for the past 48 hours. I don't know what she's possibly going to think about now that could, uh, could make her situation any worse. I, I mean... If the book, again, if it were to continue for another 500 pages, is this the Stockholm Syndrome beginning? And right. a skilled writer would guide us towards the inner thoughts of someone who is going through this? But obviously not. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that she 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 ends the this chapter with this this uh, emotional whiplash let again, yet again. Um, and we, we sort of resume right where we left off, though, at the start of chapter 30. Um, get with some with some new lip action uh, from Anatoly. Uh, what's uh, she always bites her upper lip, um, but uh, Anatoly has his own thing. He sits in his chair, watchful, waiting like a predator. He taps his bottom lip with his index finger as if deep in thought. So that's yeah, that, that's a new one to, to sort of imitate. It's sort of his chin stroking, I guess. That's what that's what the yeah. Is. I think earlier he had stroked his chin, so this is a new way for him to to go deep in thought. Sure. Um, But yeah, his thought is, like, now is finally the time I'm going to seal the deal. I don't want to wait for the wedding night. So we get a a, a fairly ugly scene of him trying to force himself on her, but 
again, not something that comes out of the blue or as a surprise to anyone who's been paying attention. Um, not, not at all. But um, there is a part of this that I want to. Uh, what does she do? She twists and kicks. Her foot striking his shin and then the table, rattling the crockery. <laughs> and, and and his response. And I don't have to give language warnings at sure. this point. No. I hope he. Ow! Fuck! He whines. So I, w- <laughs> I wanted you to imitate Anatoly there. Give me your best. Uh... Ow! Fuck! <laughs> Say. <laughs> Sounded like sex man. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and er- earlier, before before he was whining, he says, "For fuck's sake, Alicia." So I was just I, I I didn't realize that probably an Albanian expression like that's uh that 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 crosses all boundaries. I don't know. Uh yeah, well he's you know there's fluent Croatian <laughs> and he he speaks Albanian. Right, I guess so, flawless, yeah. what appears to be flawless. But uh, <laughs> this uh so this is uh she's she's. You know he's on top of her. She's he's roughing her up, uh, but um, fortunately she's got an ace up her sleeve. She says, uh, "No, Anatoly, please, I'm bleeding, please, I'm bleeding." She's lying, but it's the last desperate attempt to stop him. He frowns as if not understanding. Then his expression changes from lust to distaste. Oh, he says, releasing her hands. He rolls off her and stares up at the ceiling. Maybe we should wait. He grumbles. So that's uh so that's EL's advice just for all the ladies out there it's that easy. Uh <laughs> you ever find yourself in this situation. Uh but for unfortunately uh fortunately for her uh he's not like Maxim who uh surfing the crimson tide has never been an issue for her for him. Uh, oh god, I forgot about that. said his sister-in-law. So uh <laughs> Yep, that was a uh, that was many pages ago and uh some innocence ago, but uh yeah, so that's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty distasteful way for her to uh, just assume that uh, that would be enough for this uh, revolting dude to uh, be be deterred from the from the uh, sexual assault here. Yeah, that was a the, an awful section to have to read, but it it went over a charm with Anatoly because he uh, wraps an arm around her, uh, drapes a blanket over, and says, "You will suit me well, Carissima." <laughs> So apparently that you know sure. that was just fine. Yeah, yeah. Drew drew them ever closer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's she's really only only closer now to uh, despair, revulsion, fear. These are her bedfellows now. Um, so that's uh, I, w- I was wondering about her bedfellows, but they're uh, these. Uh, I imagine them like uh, the the things that Pandora released from her box. They're like little anthropomorphic. Uh, despair revulsion and fear like uh right. plastic toys you might get out of a uh uh vending machine at a grocery store right <laughs> alicia's bedfellows kids 50 cents <laughs> um we get a little paragraph break and then she wakes suddenly which is one of her favorite yes. things yes. <laughs> um and i and it made me flash back to the time she woke suddenly opening only one eye so i wondered <laughs> if she was able to do that yeah. again because i do not have that skill <laughs> Um, yeah, she, so in the middle of the night is when she, uh, she goes to, uh, to, uh, his suitcase. She debates fleeing, but I, for some reason makes that not an option, but, uh, she, she, she digs out his gun and she, uh, she turns it around and stares down the barrel. She's seen enough American television to know what to do. And, you know, I'm not an easily offended guy, but do not pin this garbage on us here. (laughs) Like, well, I wondered what the hell are you watching? Right. Top Chef? What? what? <laughs> right. yeah. Daniel Tiger got dark all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be The Room. That's how that ends. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, I guess. But that's not American television. Right. Don't pin that on us. I don't think it's streaming anywhere either. He's uh, he's tight-fisted with those rights. Yeah. Uh, That was an amazing turn there where I it's like did you believe that for a second <laughs> I mean no 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 uh, plus the last time we left her before this I, I don't know which part of the trunk ride she changed but remember she was going to be defiant she was going to she sort of had a plan she didn't really say what it was but, yeah it was it was, know. it was her 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 plan was to find out if Maxim was actually sleeping with Carolyn that was her motivation for continuing to live yeah but this, uh, I, I really liked this part. Uh, so she's she's pondering suicide, uh, but then uh, she decides not to go through with it. She crumples to the floor, defeated, a failure. She cannot take her own life. Why, you may ask? She doesn't have the gumption. <laughs> so she, <laughs> you know, I, I assume that would be like, uh, you know, why one uh, old prospector is, is telling another prospector why he's never going to succeed you know, like, you know, your mule ain't shit and you don't have the gumption. But uh, <laughs> it is evidently why you might uh, be unable to take your own life. Right. <laughs> yeah, the gumption, you know, something to uh, get up every day and work on that book or, you know, like, uh, look for that new job. Yeah, Come on. Can do attitude. <laughs> Spit on your hands and get out there and put that gun to your temple and pull the trigger. <laughs> You've got spunk. Come on. Yes. Um. But uh, so, yeah, she what, what she does, I mean, and it's clearly a uh, it is the, probably the only thing in the book that has paid off uh, in the long term is she removes the bullets from the gun before uh, putting it back. Yes, which is uh, oh boy, that's <laughs> that's uh, really the only thing that she sets up here. And right. uh, not surprisingly, later that gets zero play because she <laughs> she you know what little tension she ever sets up she will dissipate yes. before it happens yes. so well we'll get to that yeah um we cut back to unless you have anything more of them with anatoly and alicia uh she gets one more b arthur quip and he he says uh <laughs> why, why you know you stayed where would i go uh he shrugs you left once before is it because you care for me he whispers don't flatter yourself, she says, sitting down, picks out a pan <laughs> au chocolat from the bread basket. So, so yeah, she was, she was, she was, had a gun barrel in her mouth uh, moments ago, but now she's just, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Aniston on Friends. Now she's packing her Marlboro Reds on her forearm, and, you know, <laughs> pulling one out with a deft move. Well, don't flatter yourself. Yes. <laughs> um. um. So we uh, we cut to them to uh, Maxim and uh, and Tom. They're in the uh, natural hist- national history museum. Yes, <laughs> and we get a, a great line here. Uh, Tom, of course, is preoccupied <laughs> with the displays of medieval weaponry. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yes, she's really winking at her audience now. Look, we all know Tom. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, where's Tom going to be? At the medieval weaponry, right, of yeah. course. Yeah, you turn around for five seconds, and he's already wandered his way back there. Uh, yeah, I like that he was. Uh, he he distracted himself by snapping numerous photographs and posting the odd one online, which I was uh, delighted to hear about after uh, after last week's episode. Right. And I realized at some point in time, there's there's another thing later, like where he's uh, Tom has taken over driving so he can play DJ and snap pictures. And I was like, oh right, like he's a photographer. 
Right. Like, <laughs> it, it, it took me that long. I mean, I, so I guess that, that is paying off now, but it did not even occur to me during his uh, airport lounge photograph session. Uh, where is he going to sell his uh, out-of-the-window snapshots <laughs> traveling along right. in the Dacia? Uh, how, how much do those go for online? Yeah, his uh, his uh, every time you, you took your first road trip in college, the photo of you in the objects uh, in Mirror May uh be closer than they appear shot that uh that that cliche so <laughs> right. uh but uh so they they take the time to go to the museum uh for whatever reason but um after that they do a little bit more sightseeing and this is something that uh, we're going to get uh, a, a couple mentions of i am struck by how many men are sitting around drinking coffee outside even though it's cold uh, it's a very striking image there but then he he keeps reemphasizing where are the women um, so we're, we're getting this, this portrayal of this, uh, this backwards, you know, goat and hovel society, as they, they said earlier, but, uh, men just sit around drinking coffee outside. That's their thing. Right. And the, the, where are the women plot point? Uh, man, does that pay off later? <laughs> obviously no, no mention of it is ever made again. No, so yes. don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they have gone to meet, uh, a, uh, translator who they're picking up uh thanus and dritta <laughs> thanus is a doctorate in english literature and dritta is a history undergrad so thanus is doing like the whole uh cool ra uh you know seducing the undergrads during his office hours type of thing it seems like right she's petite and pretty <laughs> uh, why why is there not one character who she's you know She's pretty tubby, right. and uh, her complexion is awful. Yes, you know? no, the, yeah, the, the only ones we got were the uh, were the were the two uh, the two sex traffickers that were that were even you know were unattractive in the slightest. Yeah, um, and she wants to come with them as they as he translates on this you know their mission, which is I mean somewhat vague. Obviously, they're just going to go and get her, and right. he's going to propose or whatever. So yeah. that's that's the mission. Um, but she wants to come with us. And then in uh, his italicized offset, well, this could get complicated. <laughs> what? I mean, it seems it's the complications are built in already. I don't understand what this uh, petite, pretty woman coming along with him. What what complications is she going to add? Yeah. A, is, he, is he claiming that he's going to maybe he's hot for her? Or, <laughs> and so it's complicated. Like, damn, now I'm. You know, I'm I'm off of my uh, love for her. I'm onto this uh, Drita. Yeah, it could be. But like, or 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 she thinks Tom's gonna hit. I, I don't know. I didn't know what the complication was. <laughs> yeah, because even uh, even in their first meeting, uh, he says, "What do you know of Kukis?" I ask Drita directly. She gives Thanos a nervous glance. So like, there is gonna be no complication because she's just as uh, demure and like panicked speaking to a man as every other albanian woman you've encountered so like she's gonna just sit in the back seat and be quiet like she, she's already given you that indication right <laughs> um, um and and he he asked thanos so this guy does not have a lot going on he says <laughs> i'm not sure how long this is going to be i stayed as i finished my coffee it could double as paint stripper wow. um and he says it's cool i've cleared my schedule for the week wow really thanos <laughs> so like doctorate student like you it's like the busiest time of your life i made one phone call i got you to clear your schedule for a week and bring your girlfriend with us and yeah. you don't even know what's going on don't need to have any more office hours because i already hooked this filly right here do not look at him <laughs> do not look at him dritta right 
I liked the addition of it's cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they they all pile it back into Daisy, the rental car, and they uh, they start chugging along again after the uh, museum and coffee break. Uh, I like this uh, this this uh, little slice of color. The landscape has changed. Gone are the dreary, fallow fields of northern Europe. The terrain now is stark, rocky, and barren in the winter sunshine. So it used to be dreary and fallow, <laughs> and now it's stark and barren. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we were. I'm glad we've been told that it changed. Otherwise, I might have just assumed that it would have been dreary and fallow the whole way, as opposed to stark and barren. Right. Well done. Um, but she, uh, uh, they're so they're driving along the the coast at Croatia, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, below them is a vast body of water, reminding Alicia of the Drin <laughs> and reminding her of the sea. The sea. They're driving the coastline of Croatia. It, that is, is the sea. sea. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? T- is she? Are they really saying she's that sheltered that she, you know, bodies of water are a mystery to her? Yeah. And the coastline, and I, she, she got out. She saw everything at least once. She got out of Albania. Yes. She has lived in London, and she's watched a lot of American television. <laughs> Pretty sure there are references to bodies of water on American television. <laughs> I, I love to go hiking uh, in uh, in Vermont and just think, you know, going up this uh, this mountain in the Green Mountain Range really reminds me of the Green Mountains. <laughs> Man. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I guess, you know, did, did he, had, he had given her the sea and uh, now it's just a, a, a bitter reminder of, of what she had and was taken away from her. Yep. Um, but then we're quickly back with, uh, the others yes and they come to a hotel and this was a just one of those bits of dialogue that just imagine the 372 players reading okay. this what's that place i ask <laughs> it's a hotel thanis said it's been under construction for many years he shrugs when our eyes meet in the rearview mirror oh <laughs> and seen i totally baffled i just said like we as readers must shrug as well like what are <laughs> There was a there was a point where I thought that like maybe these hotels were like the business that uh, that the uh, the Fabio guy um, that has been abducted her is taking her to like I thought that might be some sort of thing but no it just but we get another one later like we we get another what abandoned hotel or something like he wonders if it's not but yeah a very puzzling exchange Uh, soon after that Thanus gives us a potted history of Albania and shares more information about himself. I don't know what a potted history means in this context, but um, you can write in and tell me if I'm an idiot. We got an email this week uh, from uh, someone who's catching up with uh, Tech War and wanted to let us know that uh, I tumbled to the fact is uh, very much a common expression that everyone uses all the time. So that'll be our (laughs) our curse for the rest of time is people will be very, very gradually alerting us to that fact. But... uh, uh, look, I want to, I want to, I want to, that, that stirred up a hornet's nest with me. That is not a common phrase. Well, maybe I mean, all the way out I'm, there where you are, Mike, it hasn't worked its way out there yet. So that's you gotta, true. You got to wait for the, uh, the, the, the fence that you've turned into a phone line, uh, out there on the range to, uh, to yeah, we're still the- using 23 skidoo here. So I guess <laughs> it'll get to us soon enough. <laughs> 
but anyway, his parents lived through the fall of communism. Both of them learned English via the v BBC World Service, even though it was banned under communist rule. It transpires that the BBC and most things British are held in high regard by Albanians. It's where they all want to go. There are America. Tom and I exchange a glance. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's... It, it is not it has no bearing on the plot it's not something they're concerned about like it's uh the idea that uh, people from a a poorer country would like to go to a country with uh more opportunities uh is not a not exactly a a new or uh revel revelatory one so i have no idea why they're glancing at each other and shrugging and saying oh about hotels that are under construction yeah, it's not revelatory, but uh, but that car is. Huh? <laughs> it is a revelation. Yes. Um, and uh, the richly, richly drawn Oliver shows up again. It was one of the characters that I had. Like, what's what's going to happen with Oliver? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a phone call with him. Yeah, some plot information. Uh, your laptop and sound equipment was recovered. And seen. <laughs> I, what? Who cares? <laughs> Was anyone thinking about that? Right. Well, and that's that's it. That's all you get. Well, no, it's he like, he told them that they got the the people. Well, they already had the people, right? Uh, I think he says. I mean, I, I wrote it down. The case is now in the hands of the Metropolitan Police. Uh, it appears Miss Damachi's assailants are known to the police and wanted in connection with other crimes. Uh, good, Sergeant Nankaro said those arseholes might have form. Tom gives me a sideways glance. Have they been charged? As far as I know, not as yet, sir. Keep me up to date with the proceedings if you can. I want to know if they're charged and if they make bail. Will do. And that is the last we hear about the Albanian wet bandits. Uh, <laughs> that is the, we do not hear anything about their slaves that they've trafficked. Uh, we do not hear. So, so yeah, that's it. That was our, our big question, whether Blariana would still be a, a, a sex slave at the end of the book. The answer is yes. 100%. She is 16, 17-year-old. <laughs> underage How girl, old? yes, is a sex slave. Because these guys are sort of the 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 muscle in this operation. Like, they, they brought people over. Um, but they were not running the day-to-day -day sex slavery ring operations. Like, wherever Bleriana is, they're not like the pimps who are taking the money and, you know, roughing her up and stuff. Because they had to no. go and track down. They went out to Cornwall to the hideout. Well, did we learn? Did Bleriana run at the same time? I forget what how what happened there. She did, and and but what's her? Alicia said, "I do not know if she escaped." So I mean, we okay. Have to. So she could. We we're assuming that she's back in sex slavery. They might have we, killed her. <laughs> true, true. That could be the other other crimes that they're referring to. Is not just the the traffic. It could be murder, dismembering yeah. her body. Like um, you know, they. I mean, it, yeah. you know, then again, it's it's wrong of us to assume that if they killed her, she, they might not still kept her around as a sex slave for for weirdos. Oh, Connor. Sorry. Connor, Connor, what? <laughs> what? Look, let's let's quickly move past that. And uh, <laughs> what was the name of the guy who said that tumbled to is extremely common and we're all using it constantly? Oh, I don't know. I didn't check it down. I read you it. just said it. But OK, so we're still speaking to you, sir, if you're listening to this one. <laughs> Please use tickety-boo in a sentence. Yes, tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. Did you look it up? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just made me irritated, and I wasn't I wasn't going to do it. I mean, I mean, boomps-a-daisy uh, is a really old one. It just means I'm fine. Copacetic, right? I assume. <laughs> yes. 
But uh, um, yeah, determined. That's how you sign off about the uh, yeah the guys that uh, kicked the crap out of your girlfriend and uh, brought her as a sex slave are uh, imprisoned. Oh, tickety boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if if uh, tumble to is common, then I guess we're gonna have to accept the tickety boo is the way we should be signing off all of our podcasts. Sure. Yes. Uh, this was good. Uh, we got some good contributions from Tom. Tom has taken the wheel so he can play DJ and take photographs with my phone. Thanos and Dritta are quiet, enjoying the views and listening to Hustle and Drone, who are steaming th- streaming through the car stereo system from my iPhone. So this now, every time she, she puts in the name of a musical artist, I assume that it's, you know, someone related to her. This one absolutely has to be her son's band because i looked them up on spotify <laughs> hustle and drones top spotify song has twenty nine thousand plays wow and this is after the mister came out yes um so it's like it's either that it's either nepotism or it just is like it it comes across as an alien trying to pass as human just being like i know your 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 popular music your hustle and drone <laughs> yes <laughs> uh they don't they, they do not have a wikipedia page um and I, it appears to be maybe a side project of a guy who was in a band called Portugal the Man, which is, I, I've heard of that band, but uh, uh, again, very, very strange. But uh, the other thing that I thought was, was funny was uh, Thanos explains that uh, they're, they're driving through some, uh, a, a bare section of uh, the, the region with very few trees. Thanos explains that after the communist regime fell, there were fuel shortages, and in some places, the locals cut down all the trees for firewood. I thought we were high enough to be above the tree line, Tom says. So Tom is just, uh, Tom's really just like throwing in great contributions left and right here. Right. It's, it's, Tom's, Tom's, you know, inside of Tom's head is like when it cuts to the inside of uh, Homer Simpson's head. It's just a, right. a sleeping donkey. Uh, Tom, it's not. I, I just explained that. <laughs> well, where, where, where can we get a drink? Yeah, yes. that's theirs, Tom. Right. Here's a medieval weapon, you idiot. <laughs> uh, we, this is this is another. Yeah, this is the other one I was referring to. We cross a sturdy bridge above the water. On a bluff above, a ghostly abandoned building stands sentinel, and I wonder if it's another unfinished hotel. So he does not vocalize that, which is good because he probably would have been made fun of. But we have our our two <laughs> our two heroes destined to go rescue these are just spouting off any sort of uh, any sort of uh, you know neuron flashes that come into their heads. Yeah, so it's it's again, it's like his thing. Um, who's your favorite composer? Is it Bach? <laughs> yes. Like, just give me a second. Uh, and you know, he shows him one building, says it's an abandoned hotel, and then you know, then points over at what is obviously a parking structure. What's that? Is that an abandoned hotel? Yes. It no, was a- you moron. Just stop, and I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> People were so inspired by the uh, guy starting a hotel and then running out of funding that they discovered that they thought that must be what the region needs more of. <laughs> right. Um, so then we get, uh, 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 Anatoly and, uh, and Alicia are driving again. Yes. Uh, we get no real new information, although he goes to, uh, they go to a restaurant yeah. and then he, he just leaves her. Yeah. He's- Whereas before we got this, you know, extended explanation of how you have to come into the gas station with me. But here he's just going to, he's just heading out. And so that's dropped. So it's completely dropped. Right. He says, order something for both of us. I'm going to the restroom. Don't run. I'll find you. He scowls and leaves her to choose a table. A few sentences pass. 
She skims the menu trying to find common words she might recognize in English or Albanian, but she's tired and can't seem to concentrate. Anatoly returns. He looks tired. What the hell did he do in the restroom? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we know. I mean, all the characters were, she was always grateful that she had her own bathroom and stuff. True. Right? Yeah. It just, yeah. You know, whatever they're uh, mowing down in room service, the New York, maybe that extra salad really, really kicked right. in. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, soon they'll be eating that, what are that, baked yogurt dish, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's the, uh, yeah, it's the Albanian diet. It's just, it's hard on a system. Well, this this restaurant probably had a nice bathroom because it's relatively new and decorated with a fun theme, automobiles. <laughs> so it's it's good, just good, good things to point out as we're, as we're nearing the 15 pages left in this book, uh, bookmark. Oh, if only she had said vacuum cleaners. (laughs) That's a fun theme. Um, Oh, I don't have any more notes for that until we meet Mother. Do you have? uh... Uh, Yeah, I mean, they uh, they go. They they are uh, there as the new town. I guess they go to is uh, as customary. Men sit outside in the afternoon sunshine, wrapped up against the chill, drinking coffee. Again, where are all the women? the uh the uh they they do stop for another drink in the hotel called of all things America. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know you know they do like the Harry Potter change the name of the first book from Philosopher's Stone to Sorcerer's Stone. So I was wondering if this is just added in for the American reading audience. Because what do you mean of all things? No, no one in this <laughs> right. book is from America. Like no one has expressed a desire to go to America. Right. I mean Magda even right. was going yeah. to Toronto. Um, so it just stuck out to me, uh, but they, they do stop for another, another, uh, drink, uh, steady on Trevor thick. Can't we have a drink first? And then he thinks to himself, Hmm, as my father would say, some Dutch courage always helps a quick one and just one. Okay. I'm going to meet my future wife's parents. I don't want to be stocious. Yeah, that come on <laughs> your $5 word right there. Stocious. <laughs> I looked that up. That is that is obscure. Is it? It is. Good. I mean, it's at least the traces of it on the internet. It appears to be chiefly Scottish and somewhat archaic. Huh. So don't give me this uh, tumble to <laughs> yeah. bullshit. This is, <laughs> this is not a phrase. Not a phrase. Um, but yeah, then they head over to, uh, to the parents' house, even though he doesn't expect she's going to be there for some reason. I don't know what their time frame is or why he would expect that. But he says, on the outside of the house, there's a satellite dish. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with Alicia. And I've been to she's And then we get it in italics. And I've been to America by watching TV. American TV? Yes. Netflix, HBO, and it was just good in the moment of him doing this whole drive, this dangerous thing, his about to ask for her hand. It was good to get a reminder of their uh, the rock-solid foundation of their relationship <laughs> by hearing conversations just like that. Well, also another instance of him being a complete and utter moron. Like <laughs> she's saying sort of archly, well, you know, I've, I've, I've been to America by watching TV. American TV? <laughs> right. No, no I'm, I'm hooking into a Spanish network. Yes, American TV. What do you think that I meant by that? Wow. <laughs> uh, but there's another, just skipping back a few lines, when he they're talking about the drink before they head over. And then he says, uh, you know, he does the I don't want to be stocious. And Tom nods enthusiastically because he's going to get <laughs> yes. that drink soon. Yes. 
And then uh, he says, I hope to God you don't snore, I say, as I unpack. So he's he's worried about later, after this monumental event that we assume will be the end of the book, he's throwing in, God, I hope you don't snore. Right. They're doing- so what? Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is your concern right now? <laughs> right. It's uh, Steve Martin and John Candy from, uh, you know, the awkward roommates from planes trains and automobiles yeah i mean are we going to cut later to him lying you know his eyes wide awake you know the slow pan over the snoring tom and then yeah. him <laughs> eyes like saucers going oh god <laughs> yeah anyway more more wasted words from yes. our author these are some good wasted words it's larger than the other houses we saw on our way here Perhaps Alicia's folks are affluent. I have no idea. Great. great. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, but you have a new data yeah, point. So. Yeah. And like, what has she, what has possibly given you the idea that she might be affluent? The house is slightly larger. She's, yes, yeah, she was dressed in rags, working as a janitor in a country where she wouldn't, you know, she had fled the, uh, all right. I guess, yeah, I guess there's a chance she's doing like the, uh, uh, you know, Prince and the Pauper type of thing. Like, but you know that would that would be very surprising at this point in time. Yeah. Well, now we meet. I don't know if you liked Mrs. Demit Demachi as much as I did, but mm. uh, I was I was really hoping for for more of her. Uh, what a richly drawn character. <laughs> she is essentially, uh, you know, I think I've referenced it before. She is a. Uh, a peasant from like uh, the old uh, Universal monster movies or something. Yes. <laughs> She's just yes. She is a set piece. A mother she, from a coronet short who looks uh, forty years older than she is meant to be. Yep. She's just you know headscarf and oh what I don't come on in I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we learn that she bites her upper lip. Yes. Yes. And the mannerism is. So so reminiscent of her daughter that I have to hide my smile <laughs> and my tightening groin. Yes. <laughs> right. We're, we, we must infer it by this point in time. Of course. Yes. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. I, I liked that uh, her eyes are the same dark shade as Alicia's, but whereas Alicia's are full of mystery, her mother's hold only sadness. And that, that sort of, that, that could be like a, a Marshall McLuhan type of thing. Like, you know nothing of my life from looking <laughs> yeah. at my eyes. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. you dick. But uh, he said yeah, he's not. Let's also remember he is the least insightful human who's ever lived. So you are <laughs> gleaning nothing from anything. Right. Yeah. A few a few minutes ago, he was wondering if they were affluent based on, uh, you know, just seeing their house. So he's he's, he's he makes snap judgments that are all wrong. Uh, are but, you are you an abandoned hotel? No, I'm your <laughs> betrothed mother. What are you talking about? Uh, and it says, but from her lined face and sprinkling of gray in her hair, it's obvious she's not led an easy life. And so, like, one, uh, you know, people age. Yeah, jeez. Uh, <laughs> two, you, have, you know that her husband is abusive. She's told you, her daughter has told you that. Like, it's part of the reason she, she, she fled. Like, right. it's not, nothing, none of, none of this is subtext. It's all there on the surface. So, uh, stop acting like you're, you're reading her face. This is uh, just more E.L. James. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you're the one who's told us all this stuff. And now, yeah, you're, you're, your characters are such idiots because you can't write them. 
speaking of idiots, I, I enjoyed this. They, uh, they, they've already left, unless you have anything else about the mother. Um, no, I think there's only, I don't know if this is in this chapter, but he says, uh, it's times like this that I wished I smoked. Okay. It's just a weird line. Do people who don't smoke wish they smoked? Yeah, only when they're, you know, when other people were taking like, you know, smoke breaks at the bar they work at and they were like, wish I got one of those as the other people are, you know, hacking up along. But I mean, I guess I've heard of people who used to smoke and then they, crave you know, it. in times of stress, they crave it. But this is just him wishing that he had taken up smoking and was smoking <laughs> now. It's just right. a weird thing to suddenly flash into your mind. <laughs> right. If you had smoked before and felt relaxed by it, if he was just, you know, at a at a at a buddy's, you know, drunken bachelor party and gets convinced to have one outside, like maybe like he misses that feeling. But yeah, that's that's funny. Right. But they go back to the hotel where he's restless. We tried watching TV. Neither Tom and I understand what we're watching. And so it's, uh, you know, if it's if, if the program is, is escaping the steel trap mind of Tom, it must be really <laughs> impenetrable. But also, he reinforced mere pages ago that Alicia grew up watching Netflix and HBO, so they're readily accessible. It's not just... Um, you know, like the the worker and parasite cartoon that uh, that Krusty the Clown shows when right. from Eastern Europe. There's just you know this this very stereotypical like seventies era Soviet cartoon. Right. So they sit uh, another slug of whiskey for Tom. <laughs> the remember this is the uh, the merchant. He's a merc. He's a hired security man. Yeah. What kind of a job was he doing when he was protecting Magda and Michael? I don't know. I mean, I, is this uh, E.L. James' attempt to, you know, make him a two-fisted, you know, hard ass or something? But he just comes off as really just a lush, just yeah. a dumb idiot I drunk. Need, yeah, it's, it's like, I need a drink. It's not just like having fun with it. Right. Um. Yeah, so then they just go. This is another one of her. I didn't have a lot of notes here because she just keeps repeating beats. Mm -hmm. So they go, they see the mother. Then they, she says, no, you have to come back and talk to my husband. Yes. So they go back to the hotel. Right. Then they go, well, it's time. Let's go. Yes. Then they go back. Right. They, they just return to the house. They killed time. <laughs> Why the hell isn't the father there in the first, in the first place? place. <laughs> you know, what's the saying? Like, in, in when you're writing drama or something, uh, come late and, and leave early. Okay. Come, come in the middle of things. No, you don't have every cast member assemble. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm his brother. Oh, good. Come on in. We were just talking here with Sherry yeah. about that thing. Let you me know, get you just... up to speed, Dave. Uh... Yes. So they wait for the father to come instead of him just being there and ending the book. Right. You're, it's you... just a complete waste of a, a half a chapter. Yeah. As an author, you are in control of this. And as we're as have been pointed out many times, there are pointless coincidences that are, are way more improbable than like him going there when both her parents are home and they say, what are the odds? So you're not above uh, making things unrealistic. So toss in some realistic coincidences like they're both there and then then Alicia gets home five minutes after him. Hey, how about this? Tom, your security guy, stakes it out in advance, comes back <laughs> and says, you know, at five o'clock, we got to go. Let's, you right. know, her dad comes he gets home, home with his lunch pail every day. So now we know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom does nothing. He, he follows him around. He drives so he can take pictures. Yes. And then when he gets there, when Maxim goes in, he waits in the car with uh, Drina. Yes. <laughs> I'll just be here. He probably has a flask hidden under the driver's seat or something. Uh, the, the only thing I have really uh, noted was uh, 
that that when they get to the the kitchen, one he says it's an airy, spotless kitchen come living room, which is uh, gross in the context of everything we've learned so far. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then a pump action shotgun hangs ominously on the wall above Mister Damachi's head. So there's a literal Chekhov's gun uh, that we yeah. our, our attention is called to, which was just a uh, you know at this point in time you you got to tip your hat. <laughs> Well, she's, but she's not even leaving it there. I'm, as a reader, I'm assuming, well, the pump action shotgun that hangs ominously above his head, surely he can't reach that. Ah, she takes care of that. I note that it's within easy reach. (laughs) For the love of God, woman. Let me get my gun ladder in case there's ever intruders. I'd like to have it unaccessible. But, Father, Papa, your gun ladder is in the shop. Well, this could get complicated. <laughs> is there a way for a shotgun not to hang ominously? I guess if you painted Hangs like the... cheerfully, yeah, like a car? If, if you painted the Henry Hoover face above it and that was its long nose hanging down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that he wears a somber, dark suit that lends him the air of a mafia don. <laughs> I didn't know while I was wearing my dark suits that I was... Right. <laughs> That's the only, uh, the, the only people that she's encountered that wear dark suits. Um, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, so he comes in. He says, you know, I want to marry your daughter. And then uh, at, that, at that point in time... And, and uh, Thanos is, is, uh, is uh, translating for him. Uh, then uh, at that moment, Alicia, they pull up. And before the car's even stopped running, she jumps out and runs inside, like screaming, Mama, Mama. And uh, she bursts into the room, and that's sort of where we end that chapter. Yeah, um, but not before we get, as I said, you know, the the information that we all already know as readers is then all transmitted to the father. Um, who what who are you? She was my cleaner. Um, I've come to ask for her hand in marriage. Information we already know. His eyes pop open in surprise. She's already promised to another. He says <laughs> we already know. She does not wish to marry that man. We already know that. He is the reason that she left here. Oh, my God. Already know that. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Yes. And why this didn't happen in the previous scene is remains a mystery. <laughs> right. Especially when he, there have been entire sections where it's like, you know, I get Tom up to speed as we you know, listen to Hustle and Drone. Like, it's like, that's all you need to do. You know, get get the father up to speed. One sentence can take care of three pages here. <laughs> right. Um. All right. Do we want to do a department here? Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me ask you a uh, a a quiz. Ooh, quiz time. All right. So yeah, we have a quiz. Uh, this was sent in by a listener. Um, and I I want to talk about this too, just in case people don't make it to the end. But uh, a listener named Amanda uh made an anacrostic puzzle for us. Uh, anacrostic is a it's like a crossword. Um, with a, a little twist, but essentially a crossword. And so she made it based on clues from this, and it uh, ends up having a quote that I think you will definitely appreciate. I've already taken this puzzle. Uh, it was very fun, and it's a PDF, so I will post it um, when when I post the episode, so everyone can uh, download us to themselves. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> it was a fun little uh, fun little twist uh, to put this knowledge of this book to good use. So thank you very much, Amanda. But this uh, this this quiz was sent in by Kevin. Uh, we're going to do it now, uh, so we don't have to wait till the very end. He said, uh, "I would. Uh, what if in this last episode you had a segment where uh, Mike has to guess whether these actual reviews are for the book you're currently reading or they're actual reviews about a literary cast classic? 
So, oh, nice. So he has good good reads, reviews, and you're going to guess whether they're for the Mister or for a literary classic. I think there are okay. five of them. Number one. All right. I mean, the plot was so non-existent that it wasn't even really a story. It was just some ramblings written down by a crazy woman with some sex in the middle. <laughs> are they reviewing the Mister or a literary classic? Oh, I'm going to have to say it was a literary classic be only because it's so on the nose. <laughs> An actual Goodreads review of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh, um, number two. I thought this was one of the worst books I have ever read. Immediately after I felt so dirty or something that I had to dispose of the book. Uh, frowny emoji. I have never felt like that from any other book before. Well, I mean, I feel somewhat that way about this. I'll, I'll say that that's the mister. That is from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> um, these are not all from the same person, I think. I think he just... Uh, yeah, no, I figure. Uh, number three. If I could give this book half a star, I would. It's an utter disgrace to literature. Terrible, repetitive writing with awful, deeply unlikable characters. Well, that 100% describes this book, <laughs> so I would be... Of, of course, I'm going to say it's the mister. It is the mister. That is correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. The last 20% of the book is quite suspenseful, and I found myself racing through the pages. I wish I had slowed down a bit to really enjoy it. I was too eager to finish. That being said, I think the one thing keeping me from rating this book higher is that the author played it too safe with the darker elements of this book. I almost wanted more violence, more running, more evil. It would have made the resolution all the more satisfying in my opinion. But I'm a little twisted, so... There's that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that that's for, I don't know, say the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> that is for the mister. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he wanted more darker. But he he's a little twisted. <laughs> and we have one more, the final one. The fact of the matter is I couldn't take this book seriously because the relationships were so, so shallow and weak. I just couldn't get on board with it. I don't find this book romantic at all. I think the entire thing was frivolous and unrealistic. Mm, I'm going to say that's for one of the Bronte sisters books. I, I won't. I don't. I'm not. I don't have the title, but it's close. That is from the review of the liter literary classic Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin, for sending those in. That was very fun. Uh, it is very difficult. Internet reviewers are a quite a mixed bag. Was Cool J among them? I wonder. Uh, I guess we'll never, good... <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, chapter 31 uh, starts with a bang. Everyone is sort of assembled in the room now. Uh, and uh, we, we get to hear a, another one that I had no idea about. I asked Lauren about it. Uh, she's, a, she's a professional editor. She knows her words. Had also no idea. My heart is beating a frantic tattoo. Yeah, I... I looked that up as well. I thought I was going to cry foul on that. Okay. I don't think it's standard American, but it could be It could be British. I don't know. It appears to be an actual thing, mm -hmm. but I have never heard it used. What does it, it mean? Used. A pattern? A pa like a... Well, I mean, Connor, I only recently tumbled to its meaning, <laughs> but yes, drumbeat. Oh, man. Or, or, you know, regular, uh, I think it implies, um, you know, martial beating of drums. So, hmm. I bet the artist who uh, gave that 16 year old boy a Henry Hoover tattoo on his junk was uh, pretty frantic with their tattooing. <laughs> oh, so there's, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm stocious, but uh, I have never heard <laughs> tattoo before. 
Um, well, but then, so he's he's sort of just like gazing in awe at Alicia. He says she looks stunning, slender, sweet, her hair wild. I thought, you know, groin, any reaction here? But we, we don't get any. And, and very quickly, he says, but her skin is pale, paler than I've ever seen her before. And she has a graze on one cheek and a bruise on the other. But that does not stop him from lapsing into some uh, some notebook-esque garbage. He says, hello, I whisper. You left without saying goodbye. Save it for once the bruises have healed, you sack of garbage. Like Ipecac there. I just throw up. (laughs) Um, But I I took that uh, thing and read it backwards. There are dark circles beneath her eyes that are shining with unshed tears, paler than I've ever seen her before. She has a graze on one cheek and a bruise on the other. Her hair is wild. Her skin is pale. She looks stunning, <laughs> slender, sweet. Yes, yeah. He uh, he just it's like uh, he 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 sizes her up from head to toe. You don't you know he doesn't he. It's impossible to take in that whole picture at once. So he he only noticed the bruise after staring at her for a while. Right. Um, she says in this two chapters and in the previous chapter, she says he's here about eight hundred times. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. He's here, my man, my Maxim. He's here, right here in my room. There he is. Ugh. There he is over there. He hasn't left. <laughs> Who's on he first? Remains. <laughs> yeah. He's not with Carolyn. How could she doubt him? How could he doubt her? And I just thought very good questions because they 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 defy logic and anything we know about human behavior. Like how could she doubt him? And how could he doubt her? We 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 would like to know. Look, look, she's his best friend. She's not, and she's and sister-in-law, okay? <laughs> he only occasionally surfs the red tide with her. Yes. <laughs> uh, but she, uh, she runs to him, hugs him. She inhales his scent. It's warm and clean and familiar. Maxim. But no Banoffee. I was disappointed. Um, <laughs> right. Tom had just, like, smuggled a whole one through customs or something. That would have been kind of fun. Um, but then this moment I thought was this, I don't think it's intentional at all, but to me, it was very funny because, uh, Anatoly, the, uh, (laughs) abusive mafioso (laughs) who's been, you know, beating, trying to rape women, uh, all of a sudden has a sitcom dad moment. We're home, calls Anatoly from the hall, and he swaggers into the room carrying her duffel bag, expecting a hero's welcome. So I'm just guessing, I'm, I'm hitting him, you know, bursting in, arms spread, like (laughs) record scratch kind of thing. I loved that. That was a laugh out loud moment. Yeah. I'll give E.L. James that moment. Yes. <laughs> We're home, especially since she's been in the house for, you know, a full minute and a half, two minutes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's expecting that he's surprising them all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was funny. You, you know, credit where it's due. But um, we do we get some moments of uh, that were also very funny of um, of she sort of a. Uh, he, he he you know a cloud i'm sure falls over his face i don't have the exact words but he's angry her dad is angry and she starts speaking albanian to her father uh, uh and uh we we get thanus's big contribution here drena and uh, tom are in the car but thanus is here uh he leans towards me and whispers she's just told her your father she thinks she's pregnant and that you're the father yeah so um he feels a little dizzy um, and she then, but then he realizes she's lying. But then her father reaches for his shotgun, which is within reach. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the uh, he says, of course, his reaction an italicized fuck. So I just thought it was funny that um, you know her father reaching for a shotgun to blow our heads off gets the same reaction as she looks sexy while she's eating beef stew with prunes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but I, I loved that he doesn't get it when she she whispers to him, "Trust me, like okay. you know, we we have a we have a plan, we have yeah. a scheme here." <laughs> and then she s- starts to say this, and the word apparently for father is uh, it's spelled babe. Huh. I assume it's Bobby or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. But it's just funny that she goes, babe, me do get say jam schnatsny d-i-s-d-i-a-t-e, huh, babe? <laughs> to which there's a collective gasp of shock that rattles through the room. Right. Shocked that, yeah, that she's talking like Dennis Miller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, it, it was, um, it was, this is also pretty, a pretty funny thing. Uh, Baba stares at her, both bemused and angry, while beside Maxim, a man Alicia doesn't know quietly translates everything she's just said into English. So it, it's pretty amazing that, you know, we, we didn't clarify, Thanos cleared his schedule. Um, he invited Drina along, but I just was never sure whether they had really dr- spelled out what he was getting into because people are reaching for shotguns. This guy's walking in, this like, rough looking dude people are dressed as mafiosos yeah he's, and he's he's there translating well this is i at first was this struck me also I, I i don't know if drita is there um she was in the car before there's i don't think there's any mention of her here but he's there he's doing the running commentary there's a major fight here yes there's a man wielding a shotgun like this guy this kid who's getting paid what i mean Couple, couple hundo for this uh, oh, for mean, the week or something. Sure, maybe they're giving the him a, a a a chicken who's well known for her aggressive laying. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it is Albania. But I I, I looked it up. I, uh, I I I went to uh, a lot of history sites and you know, like, is this normal behavior from an interpreter? Is there a code or uh-huh. something? An interpreter's that, code. An interpreter's yeah. code where you look. You, I signed on for it. You right. know, if yeah. a war breaks out around me, I just have to. Steady on, old man. I'm sure. an interpreter. And it's true. Holy so this sh- is something she got right. So anyway, I just pulled Not this just off an of Albanian a, thing. It's like a, a interpreters all interpreters, over. Interpreters. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I anyway, I pulled this off of a history site and it explains a little and gives a, a few examples. So let's oh, just sure. uh, give give this a listen. Okay. Throughout the ages, young underpaid interpreters have borne silent witness to some of the most violent episodes in human history. Greece, 490 B.C. <laughs> King Leonidas, Xerxes has ordered us to surrender and lay down our arms. What message do you have in return? To him I say, come and get them. Come and met them? Is that what you said? <laughs> I want to make sure the Albanian's correct here. Who, who the hell are you? I'm your interpreter, Thanos. What the... Sir, the Persian arrows, they blot out the sun. Then we shall fight in the ship. Thanos, you you might want to make yourself scarce. Oh, I'm fine. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, 1863. My dearest Rebecca, should I live through this day, I do not think that God himself could provide the words to describe the horrors mine eyes have beheld. Man, more than I can count, cut down like corn in a field. The screams of the dying will be forever with me. And strangest of all, a slight Eastern European man standing over the battered bodies, translating their cries into some foreign tongue. When I asked if he wanted to take cover, he nodded yes, but said in a cheerful tone, no. 
Pont du Hoc, France, 1944. We'll never make it up that cliff, sir. Damn it, Rangers, hold fast. If we don't disable those 155s, the whole goddamn mission... Wait a minute. Soldier, these amphibious vehicles have seat belts for a reason. Why aren't you wearing one? No, no, thank you. Seat belts are dangerous. Wait, who the hell is the dame? Ah, that's my girlfriend, Drita. Incoming mortar fire! Drita, why don't you wait in the car with Tom? Tom is drunk. Oh, my leg! Sergeant, no! I believe the sergeant just said that he is pregnant and you're the father. So, yeah, wow. she she gets, uh, I don't know whether, I didn't get that from Fax King. I don't know, it was just a history site, but yeah. uh, maybe E.L. James, uh, maybe her father was an interpreter or something. So she knew that and added it as color, but it's pretty neat. Yeah, a sort of a tribute to him um, and a, a, an unsung uh, profession throughout history and very impressive. Yeah, Thanos. He's my man. I like this guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Maxim uh, sort of grabs, you know, starts beating the crap out of Anatoly. He like throws him onto the floor, um, and it's it's brought on by her revealing her neck bruises, which really set him off. Even though he had already seen bruises and cuts on her face, uh, Al- uh, Anatoly tries the uh, a move that Albanian thugs should really reconsider. He tries to spit on him, but he dodges <laughs> yeah. that, and his spittle falls back onto his cheek, so he's covered in his own slime. So that the guy tried that too back at the uh, hideout when they broke this. In, so. This is a bona fide Albanian trait. They are <laughs> unable to spit on people. <laughs> it's like being on the uh, being on the the graviton ride. You don't want to spit into the wind. You just comes back and hits you in the face. Yeah, but so here's his uh, hero moment. Our hero. This is it. This is uh, you know. This is obviously the climax of everything. Uh, the fuck. He's fucking dead. Adrenaline coursing through my body. I take the fucker by surprise. You fucking arsehole, I roar. Die, you fucker. Yeah. Speaking of sex, I don't man, fucking is, care. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. He's just a moron. Right. He but, learned, uh, but learned then the he's, F word for the first time. Tom uh, whips into action because Tom, you know, our mercenary, highly paid mercen- mercenary, pulls him off and says, calm down, Maxim. You don't want to cause an international incident. <laughs> that's that's the number one concern when you're about to die by shotgun blast <laughs> right. or have your face punched in by an Albanian thug. Right, yes. <laughs> and the, yeah, an international incident probably involves a little larger scale than a uh, than the uh, second largest house town in Kukes, a town of 16,000. Um, <laughs> right. Our our lead, lead story on the BBC today. Right. Yes. Uh, DJ was punched in <laughs> Kukes. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, b- boats erupting into flames in the Persian Gulf. More on that after this. Uh, he, <laughs> we go to his Instagram feed. Uh, very very bad photos. Uh, I I like that he says that they're they're pointing guns and and uh, the uh, the Anatoly's snarling. You're soft and weak, and your women are hard. Soft enough to beat the shit out of you, you piece of crap, I snap. <laughs> As the red mist clears, I can hear Alicia fretting behind me. I was like, fretting? Like, as the guns are being brandished and people's heads are being slammed in? I was like, <laughs> my m- mom might have been fretting, like, when there's, like, snow was starting to fall in high school and I still had to, like, drive the car home being like, I don't think that fretting is the uh, the right term for this violent incident that's happening, you know, feet away from her. 
She has the same reaction when there are guests coming over and there's eight of them. She only has six coffee cups for afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Right. I'm going to have to give mugs to two people. Yes. I'll just say I don't want to drink any, even though I do. And then <laughs> I uh, I pulled that out and called it pure undistilled the mister, that line. <laughs> nice. Because it, it all ends with a, 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 an italicized shit. So. <laughs> um. Uh, we get uh, some some good stuff where uh, he's saying like she's a woman she needs to be broken I don't know if she's a sack made to endure at that point in time uh, <laughs> that's like back and forth between Anatoly and the father and so we the father it's important to to keep in mind like this this moment here and keep in mind that he is a an abusive uh, dick uh, as she has said many times she's in the car being like when she gets home her father will beat me then she will he will beat my mom so he's he's a real sack of garbage uh, but then her father, she tries to say, like, I love Maxim or something. And he says, quiet, you. Her father snaps, whirl, whirling around to face her. You brought this shame upon us. You run and you return a whore spreading your legs for this Englishman. So, so like, <laughs> as we're wrapping up here, he is just as bad as Anatoly. Like, there is no reason to give him any benefit of the doubt or any quarter. Like, he is just a sack of shit. Um, and it doesn't really doesn't really dwell on that as the uh, as the story reaches its conclusion. No, he has a fairly quick turn um, <laughs> coming up. But I like I couldn't get out of that moment because this is supposed to be, you know, the evil father turning, showing his true stripes at this point. But uh, Sherman and Peabody is the quiet you. Yeah. Yes, that? yes, exactly. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> quiet you. You brought shame on us. Yeah. You run. You return oh, a whore. Oh, gee, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the uh, very quick with the whore, I thought was a... Uh... But uh, so, yeah, he says uh, you can kiss goodbye to that loan I promised you. Um, so that's the uh, the sort of exposition is that that was sort of the, the dowry, I guess. Or um, and uh, but at some point in time, I forget what leads up to it, but he 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 whips out the gun, uh, points it at the dad. And this was uh, I think you 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 might have the, the actual text because you alluded to it earlier that the tension was entirely yeah. diffused. No, you don't. Alicia retorts. Anatoly frowns. What? <laughs> he measures the weight of the gun in his hand. This morning in Zagreb, I took the bullets out while you were sleeping, conveying information to him that we already knew. <laughs> yes. She doesn't even, and here I, I wrote how it might have gone, instead of having him fire the gun and then, my father braced himself for the blast, but the gun clicked impotently, a look of surprise spreading on Anatoly's lupine face. <laughs> you know, there, that's how you... You would do that tiny bit of sure. You know, it's a surprise to the evil guy. Why do you take that away? <laughs> I'm gonna blow your dad's head off. Uh uh, you're not because I, you know, you just yeah. have it happen, right? Yeah, what, or she could say like, "Go ahead, you know, see what I care" type of thing, right? And then uh, she she could produce them from her pocket. But yeah, his his reaction to that, to her uh, to her removing the bullets from his gun as he pulls the trigger, he pulls the trigger, so he, he would have committed murder. You are one fucking annoying woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like maybe you'd say that if she was, you know, she, she was snoring or, uh, you know, just kept uh, talking during a TV show. But no, she she prevented his murder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wondered, was, was she trying to get like a, a weird laugh line out of that or like a dark laugh or I didn't, uh, it, it's so it's stupid. The, yeah. If you're going for laughs with a woman with the bruises on her neck, uh, 
as the guy's about to shoot someone, but is foiled only by the grace of her uh, ingenuity. Like, eh, not a good time for laughs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, so then the father, the, uh, says, go Baba Bellows, go now, Anatoly, before I shoot you myself. You want to start a blood feud over your whore? She is my daughter and these people are guests in my house. Go now. You are no longer welcome here. I mean, you did have a shotgun pointed at him moments ago and you, you called your daughter, your own daughter, a whore, uh, even, even sooner than that. So like, there's no high road here. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, guest, uh, protocol you're following. I, I, yeah, and I, I noticed another bit of terrible writing where, uh, turning on his heel, he pushes past Tom and he heads out the door. Moments later, they hear a loud bang as he slams the front door. <laughs> I, I was like, there's guns being brandished everywhere. Moments later, they hear a loud bang. I'm like, what, did he just shoot himself? Is he firing ha. at the front door? Right. The, no, that's the car, the door slamming. Right. Like, <laughs> he, he's a teenager on, on, on Full House going to their room and, uh indicating that they're upset by slamming the door yeah just just uh just bad writing so this was good um he he sort of what's his, maxim loses his shit he he brings up for the first time that she was kidnapped by sex traffickers so that's a you know information that's important uh but then he he's like she's been through hell all because of you and your shit choice of a husband for her <laughs> and alicia grabs my arm a look of horror on her face maxim this is my father <laughs> and he says so she's you know she's horrified by him you know, he called her a whore a page ago uh but he says but i'm on a roll and thanus sounds like he's keeping up with me and again <laughs> how is thanus still here i mean i guess it's interpreter's code but like, again i thought the exact same thing how much are they paying this guy who's then sat there and wondered if you know is the is the shotgun blast gonna spread to me like <laughs> yeah how wide is the choke on that shotgun uh, yeah. do i have to be eight feet from him or uh i didn't say goodbye to drita when i got out of the car because i didn't assume it was a a life or death mission here i had that same line and i thought you know so this woman has been through hell and because of you and your shit choice of husband for thanos is like ah, i don't want to <laughs> say it like that can, can i reword it to something less stupid yes, and child exactly. I'll, I'll figure it out in albanian yeah, but I'll, he, I'll get the message across right he is a a doctorate student so he probably has a better uh, vocabulary and uh, grasp of uh, how to how to make the moment sound a bit more dignified tell that fucker i'm gonna fucking kill him that fucker like <laughs> ah, I'll, I'll do an albanian version of it but uh, then again uh the father uh this is funny uh Thanus blanches as he translates, so he's he's been fine with the uh, the the assaults, the whores, the tent, the the guns being brandished, the uh, attempted murders. What yep. what gets him to blanch? The dad says, "How dare you come into my house and tell me how to behave? You you who should have kept his pecker zipped in his pants." <laughs> so pecker is translating one to one from Albanian to uh, to English, I guess. Oh, uh, that's funny because here's my exact words uh, after that line. He's made it through the floor punching, the near double homicide, the shotgun being brandished. <laughs> yep. And I, but I said this guy should get his own book because if he, he goes through this uh, and just blanches now, it's like he's obviously been on some extreme adventures in oh, his yeah. interpreting. So this should be the Thanos book series yeah. of his adventures. Tom's going to be like, I knew you looked familiar. You were the guy that uh, you you climbed into that uh, compound and you were the one who shot Osama. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But then we get, uh, I thought this was a great, uh, it was her dad uh, sort of turns into the angry chief, uh, police chief at the end of the uh, the book. Uh, Deto Martoesh, me tembije. 
the Albanians look flabbergasted. So he's been, you know, calling her a whore, firing a shotgun. The Albanians look flabbergasted. Tom is ready to pounce. All eyes are on me, Miss Demachis, Alicia's, Thanis, as they all gape in shock. And Thanis quietly translates, you're going to marry my daughter. So it was pretty much, yeah, like, you know, you blew up the harbor. Like, I've got the, the district breathing down my neck. Well done, you two. You're both getting promotions. <laughs> yep. And uh, I, at this point, are we supposed to forget all the, the violence against both the women who are standing within several feet of him? I, um, all It's all water under the bridge? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I, and, you know, yeah. So throughout the rest of the, you know, there's probably two chapters and ten pages left at this point in time. But, yeah, it's just sort of like they they go along with the father as if he's someone they need to respect. And, uh, you know, as if his as words should have any bearing on it. Um, but, uh, it, 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 hey, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not Albanian or English. Maybe it's, it's pure protocol. But uh, he gets that, the next chapter starts with him getting down on a knee um, and uh, asking her to be the honor of becoming my countess. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a sign that he's embracing his own title. And he finally has matured into the, you know, when we saw him at the beginning, he was a obviously a shallow playboy DJ. Um, but here he is. Here he is in high romance now. He's become the hero that he, we always knew he could be. Right now, here in Kukes, I'm the happiest I've ever been. She said yes. Her mouth is soft and yielding. Her tongue caressing mine. It's been only days, but I've missed her so much. Her tears rub off on my face, wet and cooling. Fuck! I love this woman. <laughs> I, I, I was reminded of that. Of uh, you told me that you saw something on TV like twenty years ago, an episode of Cops uh, that just had oh, a, yeah. had a guy had a guy a domestic dispute and a guy being led away shirtless and just saying to the to the woman, "I love you, you bitch." Yep. <laughs> With her weeping. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, I, I liked the uh, her eyes fill with tears. He brought a ring. This is what he came here to do to marry her. And I just had, you know, had her thinking, but does he like me? <laughs> and then, you know, she says he really does love her. He wants to be with her. Not Carolyn. He he wants with her with her always. It's like this is hitting her now. Like, how dumb are you? <laughs> uh, yeah. But this all just comes like we guessed before this had to be Armada ish at the end. Right. And and it is. It's yeah. just like everything's working out. Um, but then she try. He tries to wedge in. She tries to the author. This she says. Well, this is awkward. And I just <laughs> went. Wait, what? What's just? There's shotguns yeah. and punchings and. Uh, after all that's transpired, now it's awkward. Yeah, you pr- people probably have wet their pants in terror. Like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, awkward is is the real way to describe it. Yeah, was now they're all just like coughing quietly into their hands and trying to talk about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and Max is like, "Well, it is traditional for the bride's family to pay for the for the <laughs> wedding." And, uh, as a traditional Goog wife, I assume that you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm dreadfully sorry to have to bring it up, old man. But, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I, this was another good part. Uh, Mr. Damachi turns to his wife and barks an instruction. She heads deeper into the kitchen and returns with a bottle of clear spirits and four glasses. Mrs. Damachi fills the glasses and distributes them only to the men. So again, just a real, a real, real piece of shit who deserves res- no <laughs> yeah. respect. And why are they even still here at this moment? Uh, and he, uh, 
he he raises his Rocky once more, says something in Albanian, drowns his shot, and brandishes his gun with a look of glee. Thanus quietly translates, My daughter is your problem now, and you'll be married here within a week. What? Fuck. <laughs> and I just thought, like, you know, or not, you abusive fossil. Go to hell. Like, <laughs> we're, we're leaving and no. never coming back. Like, I, I don't understand why there's there's any tolerance of this. I didn't get that either. What This is obviously optional in every single way. I mean, right. the fact that you're even raising the glass now, just like, the, you know, yeah. you could have just as easily just thrown her in the car. Tom, throw her in the car. I'll, you know, she said yes. Yeah. So get out of here. You're never going to know your grandkids in peace. You're, <laughs> you're not getting any money. But I did note that uh, this is probably Tom's favorite moment of the day. Uh, you know, getting that glass of Rocky <laughs> yes. poured down his drunken gullet. Right, yeah. Tom, it's the worst thing he's ever tasted, but he's like, that was actually pretty good. Please give me another one. <laughs> Shakes are kicking in. <laughs> Drita's like, uh, comes in right at that moment. I think I broke the cigarette lighter. <laughs> Drita, stay in the car. <laughs> right. Um, and, well, so the uh, they go to the, the final chapter, in, uh, unless you have anything else. I don't, and I have just a few here okay. before we get to the end of this bad boy. Yeah, like it is, it is sort of armada, but like, like we, I mean, so yeah, we might as well, we might as well talk about some of the stuff that isn't resolved at this point in time because we uh, we got probably five pages left, and uh, so yeah, no Blariana. There is no nope. nothing about um, Kit and his suicide or not. Nope, that was not you know that was that was sort unresolved. of resolved. Asia plot board, but yeah, unresolved and unimportant. Uh, there's nothing left about, um, like Carolyn, her, uh, you know, who, whether she's out on the street or not, whether she's living in the thing, we never hear about her again. Um, uh, the, the tattoo that he has, not the one that's beating <laughs> in his chest, right. but his actual tattoo of the Albanian flag. Right. He's not. Didn't like, we uh, assume that the father was going to melt over that in yeah, some way? Yeah, we think that nope. maybe after some Rockies, he'd be showing it off and his father would show him a matching one or something. Um, you know, the, his position in the, uh, in the, in the hall, uh, Trevelyan Hall, like, you know, he just is, I assume he's matured. So now he's going to be able to handle that. But yeah, all these things, I thought if you were in some sort of unfortunate enough to be in like a writing class with E.L. James and you, you'd end the book and be like, well, all of these things that you, you, you made us think were going to be important. You didn't address any of them. Um, I know you don't want to go back and rewrite a ton, but. You can resolve all of these in a sentence or two. <laughs> like, yeah, it would be crappy, but you can do it. And not even an attempt to do that. Not even an attempt to we cured cancer and all other known diseases. Right. I thought just off the top of my head, the, you know, uh, as they go off, you know, like the end of the graduate together, smiling and laughing before the, the other end. Um, he says, but we've got one more thing to do. And then, you know, cut to two months later, something they've flown in and they're they're in the courtroom and she's testifying against yeah. my brave, sweet girl had one more test. But she, this time she handled it like my wife, like a countess, you know, <laughs> yes. my brave girl. Right. That And then it's over. That's like a paragraph. You don't even have to do anything. Yes. But uh, and having a judge banging his gavel and going, you two pieces of scum will never right. see the light of day again. Right. And and all the women, you know, in the gallery cheering. And Lariana's uh, giving her impact statements. Exactly. That that would not be difficult at all. Yeah. Or like you know, just a. Uh, it could be they find Kit's 
uh, it turns out he did leave a note. He had killed himself, and his his Maxim's mother sort of like takes that and be like, "I was wrong to to favor him at your expense. Like I've I've treated you really poorly, and I'm gonna. Uh, this is a good opportunity for me to start a new leaf as a caring woman." But she's she is mentioned again, but she had her role yeah. in the book is not uh, is not uh, was not important. And I also thought um, meeting with with Oliver, you know, coming out of the courtroom. Uh, Oliver, how are things? I'm sorry, I've been so distracted with this. And, you know, Oliver going, uh, things are fine, but we need you back there. But you'll learn, sir. You'll learn. <laughs> and then him, you know, like, I will. Right. I will. Also, uh, remember that's... those uh, those organic vegetables? Yeah, we got, we signed a deal <laughs> with Whole Foods. So it's very lucrative. We're going to be in every Whole Foods in England. So uh, right. that was important to him to mention all those that your father started. Uh, we've also mentioned this shortcoming already, but the seatbelts doesn't doesn't oh, make exactly a, duh yeah <laughs> doesn't make anything. Nor does the uh, I assume there'd be some little beat of shaking head yes, maybe throwing someone else off of uh, you know huh. like a secret secret code of sure. nodding rather than shaking or something <laughs> like that. But that doesn't that doesn't come in either. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of uh, a lot of loose ends, but so th- here's how it finally goes down. Uh, Mama Alicia blurts, "I watch her run to her mother." They embrace and cling to each other as if they'll never let go, and both begin to silently weep in that way that women do. And then he says, <laughs> "It's dot 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 affecting." Just just odd. Just uh, you know, we've got five pages to go, but we're having weird. He's he's affected by his by his. Of course, you're affected by that. Unless you're a, a weird, uh, you know, again, robot trying to pass as human. It's it's another moment of, uh, you know, the shotgun is within reach. Like you've already that information is is in the thing already. <laughs> yes. It's there's no reason to, to add on. We as a reader understand its effect. Don't tell yes. me how to feel about it. I know. <laughs> uh, but then uh, it's sort of just like, you know, smash cuts ahead and he's uh, he's in bed in the house in uh, Kukas. Uh, there's a rustle at the door, and Alicia sneaks in and closes it behind her. All my senses comes alive. This is just sort of a... Uh, my heart starts pounding. She tiptoes towards the bed, and her body swayed in the most virginal, all-covering, Victorian-style nightdress I've ever seen. Suddenly, I feel like I'm in a gothic novel, and I want to laugh at the ridiculousness of the situation. It has been a, a pretty funny afternoon, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> pissed off a local gangster people have been pulling gun triggers uh you know she's still got bruises all over her neck but you know you gotta laugh yeah i mean and anatoly he could be back with three four guys with oh, the ak-47 we have no assume. idea oh i mean there's it's the only thing pop culture has told us about pissing off the mafia is that it's <laughs> results in a horrible retaliation I also noted the uh, the self awareness of I feel like I'm in a gothic novel. Yeah, Shut up! Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you have not earned that at all. Right, and just uh, you know, not uh, not giving any specifics, just doing that Kleiny and uh, I pulled out a variety of '80s dance moves. You, yeah. you, you morons know what I'm getting at. I'm not <laughs> smart enough to to talk about that, but we're all dumb enough to understand. But I do like, uh, just before this, he lies awake staring at the dancing, watery reflections on the ceiling. The patterns that form are so comforting in their familiarity that I grin. Uh, doing a little Bob Honey here, like in the marble, seeing the patterns in the watery reflections. Wow, I guess so. Yeah. I think she owes a debt of gratitude to him. We have several references to, uh, to Bob. Yeah. 
Wow, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> but the uh, but well, yeah, we get one more uh, body stirring for old times' sake as she's uh, she strips off her dress and she's perfect in every way. My mouth dries and my body stirs. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and so they they start sort of getting busy. But he says, watching her with her parents these last few hours, I've learned so much about her. Her emotional reunion with her mother and her father was affecting. So affecting busted out for the second time in a page. Right. And then he says, I think he does love her very much. And it's just like the, the uh, dumbfounding, like brandished a shotgun, called her a whore, <laughs> sold her to a gangster to finance his debts, beat her frequently. But yeah, sure. You know, he's turned over a new leaf, buddy. Oh, yes. But at least we get one more uh, stubble mention. I love you. She... <laughs> I love you, I whisper. I love you, she responds, reaching up to caress my cheek, her fingers tickling my stubble. <laughs> Which she had often wondered whether it was soft or yes. stubbly. So I don't know. So, Did we come down either way on that? Oh, uh, I think it might. Have, yeah, I'm not sure. But it is a, uh, we, we were wrong to talk about all those things that have been unaddressed because I guess the stubble pays off and that sort of makes it all worthwhile. I forgot to even ask, what uh, texture was Anatoly's stubble? Oh, man. It had to be rough. He, has, he was a wolf-like uh, grin <laughs> and lupine face. So I'm just, yeah. Imagine petting a werewolf, and that's probably what he was like. He says, I, I think your dad will shoot me if he finds you here. No, he'll shoot me. I think he likes you. He was going to shoot everyone. <laughs> yes. Leave this house. It's unbelievable. I think he likes you. <laughs> yeah, he's not actively beating you, so that's the uh, that's that's the bar he's set for himself. So she's yeah, we're okay. The the active threats of violence are gone, and we're in um, you know meet the Fockers territory. <laughs> yes, right. He's now you know you you burned his trestle, but I think he's uh, he's warming to you. Don't worry about it. Right. Or I you know I guess if it's if you find those like dads who post pictures of like you know their their daughters going to prom with some guy and they're standing in the background with a shotgun if you find that funny i guess that's a funny uh, <laughs> right. a funny thing but not less funny when he was he, he was holding the gun he tore it off the wall anyway but it, the book ends with uh, them getting ready to to get busy for uh, one last time i ease her onto her back to make love to her once again but his final thought of the book do you have it written down Yep. <laughs> so he's getting ready to 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 bang uh his bruised fiance. But uh his final thought I just have to tell my mother. <laughs> so Yep, that's what he's thinking. Fully uh Norman Batesy uh clothespin on the wiener kind of thing right here. Just That's how it ends. Uh his uh gross. I I don't think she knows what she was doing there. I think it was supposed to be a, oh boy, yeah, you know, like. But he's actively in the process <laughs> of. <laughs> yes, and like his mother has not been like that big of a figure looming enough to warrant the uh, the final line of the book by any means. Yeah, she's a she's a cartoon mother from a you know like a, a I don't know a Shirley Temple movie or something just like a ooh. I can't believe you would go out with that woman. <laughs> right. you know, she's just a dowager. She's just a, a brittle dowager who makes a brief appearance. Yes. And yeah. is mentioned by other characters as being a brittle dowager. But that's about it. Right. Maybe maybe there was another line that was like, 
I mean, but I already told the uh, the abusive thug who pulled out a shotgun, so that'll be a lot easier than that. So nothing and, uh, to worry about then. I'll right. keep having sex. Uh, but I know that we're going to get letters because I misused the word dowager there, but you know what I meant. <laughs> yes. I'm scotious, okay? Well, isn't a dowager a, a widow? Uh, I thought it was unmarried at oh, all, like okay. old and unmarried. I sure. think, uh, go ahead, dive to the dictionary and <laughs> scold us. Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, we have some dumb sentences and some emails. But before we do that, where do you put this in the, uh, in the, in the pantheon? Oh, boy. That's a good... You know what? I hadn't even written that down. Do you have yours at hand? Let me let me think and tally while you I, do yours. I don't have it written down. I, I did not... Super, there's just there's so, so little of a plot that I think I would put it below. Uh, it's probably on the level of tech war with me. It's definitely better than Pappy, um, but I think... Uh, I don't like... I, I put it below the... Uh, the Kleins and the two uh, the two bad self-published ones we've read. Yeah, I think I would agree. I mean, Pappy, we're never going to find a book worse than Pappy, are we? I can't imagine. <laughs> Not until September 10th, baby. <laughs> oh, no. The sequel. <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I think, that, I think that's where it rates for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I enjoyed reading Tech Wars a little more than I enjoyed this. Um, okay. uh, just because he, you know, him attempting so many things that failed, sure. this, this person just went into, slid into mediocrity from sentence one and it never really, <laughs> exactly never, it was just a, kind of a flat line. Yeah. Um, but she, to... she still stumbled into some pretty dumb things, which is fun. But, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately. But yeah, it, did, it didn't have me turning pages, um, the way that some of the other books have, even though they're bad. Well, uh, let's do the uh, dumb sentence of the week. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. A sentence ends... So yes, we have the final dumb sentence of the week for the mister. A lot of these people are people who support us on Patreon, where we've been having a lot of fun. We are nearing 400 subscribers, which is really cool. So pop on over to patreon.com slash 372 pages. You can get every episode early and uh participate in all the other stuff i think you're going to want to be there for trucking through time it seems like it's going to be a uh, quite the journey through time uh, so please go support us on patreon once uh, we get into that book what's great is that we can keep on trucking <laughs> through time always i'm going to get a sticker like that <laughs> i think yeah i mean we'll, we'll probably run another meme contest so you've probably just given someone a winning idea there <laughs> let's get to uh, the sentences first one is from andrew when we stopped in Dunkirk, I thought you were unconscious from carbon monoxide poisoning or something. <laughs> it's nice that he casually slips us into conversation about leaving her in the trunk again. I thought you were dead last time. Let's give it another shot. <laughs> we have one from Elizabeth. Uh, this was a good moment. Quickly, I slip off my... This is when he goes to their house uh, for the first time and the mom makes him take off his shoes. Quickly, I slip off my boots. Relieved that I'm wearing matching socks and that would be because of Alicia. So, I mean, you know... Everything about him screamed like a wealthy, snappy dresser. I, I can't imagine he was like, you know, my college roommates wearing mismatched dirty socks, but you never know. Yeah, he's, he's in the sock department. He's Cosmo Kramer all of a sudden. <laughs> like. uh, we have uh, one from Janelle. Alicia, Alicia switches off the flashlight and sits up, blinking in the darkness. She just, you know, the, the one character trait that's been established about her is that she hates the dark. Why did you turn the flashlight off if it was dark? <laughs> uh, 
Um, this is one from Joshua who sent one in that he thought we had we had missed uh, in the previous things. Uh, it's about uh, the sort of the anatomy of of Maxim and how this really works. A tremor runs from my hand up my arm and directly to my dick. So <laughs> shoulder dick, I guess, is, is what's going on here. Um, yeah, I had missed that one. Devin submitted, it's relatively new and decorated with a fun theme, automobiles. A cherry red hot rod is painted above the bar. So it was good to have fun on that journey. Um, Paris, it's no the sea, but it, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess it probably is still novel to them since there was no private ownership of automobiles since the mid-90s. Uh, Harris submitted, their Spartan suite has two main rooms. And they said, maybe I'm being pedantic, but how can there be two main rooms, let alone two main rooms in a Spartan suite? Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Some good, uh, some good descriptions there by E.L. James. Um, and I think we are ready to uh, wrap up with our emails from people. Um, I have my dumb sentence. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got, we've got our own. Um, mine is, I mean, it's not a, a, you know, don't light off the fireworks at this, but it's just so stupid. And technically, it's two sentences again, but it's at the end where he she sneaks in or whatever. He says, I'm lost and found. <laughs> it's just so terrible. If you had that in your high school creative writing assignment the teacher would just have it x'd out in yeah. thick red pencil nobody is going to lunch until you edit this out of your story <laughs> yes <laughs> uh mine was just another example of uh of our of our wealthy uh well-educated uh hero um this is while they're driving and i forget what he says but he just yells for fuck's sake tom shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, you know our hero yeah, he's dropped his uh, his mention of when he would think of something that he thought was clever or that he knew some fact or something. He would reference his own high toned education, right? Yes, yeah. He he hasn't brought that up in a while. Yeah, it's there been was mostly f bombs. The first time I ever smoked a cigarette, it resulted in me getting expelled from school. He like alluded to some story that we that would never paid off either. Oh, that's right. There's another <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up with some emails from our listeners. We're going to the party. We're going to the game. We're going to the dinner. Ain't gonna cruise out, man. We're stealing people's mail. Stealing people's mail. All right. What do we got? All right. First one uh, is from Carrie. She has a theory about Dante, the bad guy. I don't remember if he was Baldy or Ratface. Uh, a few years ago, some young actress was embarrassed after tweeting, every hero has his Beowulf, because she thought Beowulf was the monster's name. What are the chances E.L. James made a similar mistake, that she had heard of Dante's Inferno her whole life, and since Dante's is possessive, she thought Dante was the name of the guy in charge of the Inferno, and therefore thought she was naming her villain Devil. This might sound uncharitable um, at first, but remember, she's a huge fan of the Twilight series. So, eh, a good theory. That is. I, I'll sign on immediately. I have no problem believing sure. that. Uh, Chris said, uh, I'm a night auditor. Night audit is the graveyard shift at a hotel. And when I read Alicia's description of herself in the mirror, uh, when she's looking at herself with sunken eyes and bruises, I reached out to a few people in the network. I gave each of them that description, told them this is a woman with a hard-eyed man holding her by the arm. Of the nine people I talked to with between three months and 27 years doing night auditing, Every single one of them would have called the police. <laughs> For most of them, it was it was not a hypothetical. Working nights in a hotel, you learned fast to spot bad actors. And nowadays, we're also getting extensive training on how to spot human trafficking. <laughs> wow. You know, I never, 
I didn't think of it from that perspective. That's that's awesome to get that. Uh, yes, it's pretty incredible. I mean, of course, but uh, but yeah, you don't think of that. <laughs> you even had a guy entering their room with a room service card who was seeing their behavior. But uh, yeah, no need for coded messages. Our uh, our hotel uh, fancy hotel employees are all up on this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh says early in the book they mentioned briefly discussed that Alicia has spent no time in cities. Then later in the book it mentions her hometown took care of hundreds of thousands of refugees. I took this to mean we either had an inconsistency, Alicia doesn't think anything smaller than London counts as a city, or that James had misplaced one of several digits. However, I checked Wikipedia and learned two things. One, Kukes does have a population of about 17,000 people. Two, in 1999, there really were over 400,000 refugees in camps in in and about Kukes. Of course, with numbers like that, it was really a national and international effort taking place, but still uh, not bad Kukes. So that's kind of nuts. Yeah, I read that too. There's some other fact that, I don't know, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just from memory, that the town was actually built only in the 70s. Huh. They were they were transferred to it or something. Hmm. Um, so anyway, it just, you know, she made it sound like this ancient, ancient yes. village. Um, but uh, that that's my memory anyway, is that it's brand new, like Soviet-built buildings. Wow. So it's just a lot of gray, flat concrete. And unfinished hotels. Of course. Yes. Uh, this is a Nathan. These are the symptoms of a groin strain, according to Move Forward Physical Therapy. With a groin strain, <laughs> you may experience one or more of the following symptoms in the groin area or lower abdomen. Pain, a deep ache and or spasms. Swelling, bruising, tightness. <laughs> it sounds obvious that this guy has a sports injury common to people who don't properly stretch prior to lo- vigorous lower body activity. Exploring what must be the medical phenomenon of this injury occurring at the site of a woman doing some of the most commonplace activities, buttering a potato, would be a far more exciting story than whatever it is I'm skimming over right now. Wow. So, yeah, I'd forgotten that, you know, all of his mentions, his uh, humble brags about, you know, it's tough to run to my gym and then do, you know, really crush it on the... uh, uh, but you got to do it to stay as ripped as I am, you know. And yeah. uh, then he goes to when he flies to Albania, he's just kind of, you know, drinking. And yeah. he never mentions like, hey, Tom, you want to jog for 25 miles? Or, right, exactly. They're doing like a Rocky and Apollo workout or just his, yeah. his, his, cr- his upside down crunches. Right. Uh, uh, this is good. Uh, Marie says, I wish I'd, she quotes, I wish I'd brought my Leica, which I think is a type of camera. So Leica, it's the it's the most. I noticed that as another uh, Sonos oh, nice. name drop there. Yeah, nice. it's the most expensive camera, pretty much. <laughs> but she says we're supposed to believe he's a photographer who doesn't carry a camera at all times, obsessively looking for shots to convey an artistic message. We're supposed to believe he's a DJ who never gigs, never looks for gigs, never reviews in hindsight the bad and good about his previous gigs, and never thinks about mixing the new sounds he hears as he goes about his day. In short, he does none of the things a photographer or DJ do, but we're supposed to mindlessly accept. He is those things. She thinks by writing down facts like he's a DJ, he's a lord. Alicia is brave and interesting. Maxim misses his brother or even Maxim is in love. That makes it true because she wrote this world down. She thinks she creates it, but that's a fatal flaw. She doesn't create the world. The reader does by filling in the spaces left around the snippets of provided believable reality. Unfortunately, the book contains little of that reality to back up its character's facts. We're left with a random, boring, believable reality. We fully believe Maxim's wastebasket contains some things, his kitchen cupboards do not contain other things, and that Alicia does indeed enjoy blow-drying her hair. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I was thinking of that while you read that, that she just, 
I mean, she had to think I should probably show him DJing. <laughs> yes. But then just went, I, I can't. I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of the fanfic we got had him dropping beats and stuff like that. But uh, not, never turned up in the thing. Uh, we had a couple more emails that were good, but I'm just going to skip ahead. Uh, uh, so this was one just uh, John said at the end of the mystery, there's too many loose ends. It begs for a sequel. So I'm submitting my rough outline for copyright purposes. Please forward this to Hollywood. Thank you. Uh, he he wrote a whole screenplay, but I'm just going to share the first one because it does deal with another uh, plot point that we uh, forgot about or was skipped over and never brought up again. Open. Two fence, two figures fencing in full gear with full masks on. Remember fencing? Huh? Oh, yes. The sparring continues until one of the figures scores a point dead center on the other's chest. The loser pulls off the mask to reveal Maxim Trevithick. Maxim, well done. The other mask comes off to reveal Alicia. Maxim, you were a quick study, my lady. Thank you, my lord. Smiles, curtsies, smooching, etc. So, yeah, <laughs> fencing. That was something that he did. That was something that... So I don't remember who was trying to get him to fence. It must have been Tom or the other guy from Senegal. But, uh, yeah, that was a thing that happened once. Yeah, so Tom was one of the mates, right? There's just the two. Yeah, Tom and then the guy with dreads from Senegal. Yeah, who are giving him crap. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the uh, emails we've got uh, to this time. Thank you for everyone who wrote in. Um, and thank you for everyone who continues to, uh, to support and listen. It's very fun to hear from everybody. Uh, I, uh, lied. This was not the last segment. I've got something else. I did some, uh, we, obviously I, I tended to focus on the, on the father and his role in the whole thing at the end of the book. <laughs> I uh, know that he became your favorite character very quickly. Well, you know, my favorite character stopped getting mentioned. Uh, so it was, <laughs> need, that's need, true. That's needed true. some more information. So you were starved. We were bleary on a starve. <laughs> the, uh, but he, he said they're getting married within the week. Uh, so I, I wondered, you know, traditionally in America, the, uh, the father of the bride gets up and gets to do his own wedding toast. So um, not a lot of sequel activity in the uh, on the dark web, but there is some uh, some post credits activity. People came up with really? their own post. Yeah. Post credit sequences the way a, a Marvel movie does. So people have been doing those and one of them uh, latched onto that. So they 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 interpreted what this uh what this father might be doing as his uh, as his wedding toast. So I think um we can we can play us out listening to this. Um we'll be back after a little break with some trucking through time, but if unless you have anything else to say, we can we can end on this note. Uh no, just go on over if you're not a Patreon supporter, just uh I it's behind the wall there, but uh which character from the Mr. Are you? You can take that quiz. That was oh. the the latest thing we posted. Oh, so nice. <laughs> uh, But otherwise, yeah, let's play us out. Play us with, out uh, with uh some 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 speculative fan fiction from the dark web. Attention everybody, attention everybody. Hello, hello. I am uh Bobby. I am father of bride, would like to make quick toast to gathered here wedding audience. I can only hope that uh, this wedding does not go as poorly as Game of Thrones wedding, which all Albanians have watched on American HBO. Uh, that, that was a laugh line. You can laugh at that. Even though there is distinct possibility that Anatoly and his goons come and murder everybody for me betraying his honor. What's this? Oh, this is highly unusual. I do not normally sing, but hey, it's a special occasion. Why not? I've got sunshine on the river Drin. When it's cold outside, 
I drink coffee with the other man. No women inside. What's up with that, huh? Well, I guess you'd say what can make me feel this way. My whore. Talking about my whore. My whore. I need so much money. The mob lends me dough. I reach deal with gangster who kind of resembles Fabio. In our mother, Ernest Klein found a cancer cure. A woman is a sock made to endure. My whore. Daddy's little whore right there talking about my whore. My whore. Now, I want all the men stand up and take the hand of the woman next to you. Uh, now tell her to sit back down. The men go to next room and drink Rocky shots. Let's go. Wait. Oh, never mind. Next verse is starting. It's lucrative to have a daughter who spreads her legs. Now I've got DJ son-in-law who's rich enough to buy Fabergé eggs and eat them with feta. Well, my wife is a prima donna Think I may leave her for Bleriana, my whore. Talking about my whore. She's getting married today, folks, my whore. I got shotgun here in case he decides not to go through with this. Bar is cash only. No women allowed to drink either.